episode 152 of the movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober series begins with volume one, covering everything we watched from October 1st to October 5th. <laughs> I took a black cat, cave bat, threw him in the pop, 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 pot. I took a blue snake, green snake, tied him in a knot, 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 knot. I took a hawk's jaw, dog's paw, hung him on the line, 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 line. I took a horse hair, green pear, made a pretty sign, 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 sign. I'm casting my spell on you. I'm casting my spell on you. Casting my spell on you. You never, never. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. And it's time. We are here finally. The, the, the event we wait for every year. The days are getting shorter. The leaves are turning that warm color. The slow death of summer approaches into the birth of autumn. Shocktoberfest. The summer approaches, <laughs> Maddie? Come on, you're slipping with Did old I say summer approaches? I said autumn <laughs> approaches. You said summer. It doesn't matter. I said summer dies. Anyways, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's a celebration. We'll Why list- are you arguing? Why we'll are you let- arguing? We'll let the me? listeners. Wow. We'll let Siskel and Ebert yeah, over yeah, here yeah, are going yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. about well, the this intro. This is a celebration. <laughs> you guys didn't. Yeah, uh, you guys weren't listening, but uh, sure. these guys going at how the intro had to be done okay. back no, and forth. What was going on is I was doing it and Kyle was berating me. As, uh, so I see. ended up just doing the intro because, yeah. uh, you know, they were both getting each other's I don't accept, I'm like the director that's going to make you do a hundred takes till you get it right. We yeah. don't accept anything but perfection this is here. The, uh, the uh, Kubrick over here of podcasts. But anyways, <laughs> we are here to celebrate our annual Shocktober Six series. Annual. Six annual Woo. Shocktober series. Um, if you're new to this. Um, what are you, new? Well, well, welcome aboard. And here's what we do. What a Shocktober is, is if you appreciate, if you're if you're a horror guy, you like our podcast, but maybe you don't care as much when we do the Westerns, the Noir, this is the month for you because we cover All nothing horror. but horror time. or Halloween. Uh, we just watch a shitload of films. It ranges anywhere from 90 to 100, some of us, uh, in, in, in one month. Uh, and yeah, nothing but horror films or Halloween uh, episodes. episode specials. Uh, the way it works, for every movie you watch, you get one point. For every hat, 20 minute to 30 minute TV episode, you get a quarter point. And for any 40 minute to an hour episode or special, you get a half point. We add up, we tally all those up at the end. And whoever has the highest total is crowned the king or queen of Halloween. Like me last year. Yeah, Adam is unfortunately the reigning champion, but uh, I hope to dethrone him this year. Yeah, this, I, I can I can feel this, this. He's got that revenge. Yeah, he game has these eyes all, all over him. I, that, I wish, and we'll, we'll you'll see. I didn't have the strongest <laughs> opening, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. That, I'm gonna come is that back. Why you're cranky? Is that why you're so cranky? I'm two years of, ago, yeah. uh, so two years ago, Kyle got the all-time highest score, which yeah, is like 114 I, points yeah, or some yeah. crazy thing like that. He would come in every week and be like, "I didn't do so well this week," and be like, "Oh, it's 23." Yeah. Well, but I think uh, I think a lot of time we're pretty close so like if i don't do that well and then you're like you probably didn't do as well that week too like 
This week, though, I definitely feel because I know Maddie has an insane month, and he was saying I'm gonna I'll be like if I can do one movie a, a week, and he's been we try to keep it secret, but Maddie's been posting on Letterbox. He's killing. I'm, it. I'm just psyched, and I'm like, what the fuck? Out. Where did this guy come from? Like, I think this <laughs> is your best out. year I, so far. It's doing really well. I don't want to jinx anything, but I feel uh, I feel like I'm in the contest this time. Either yeah. way, though, every episode you're gonna get. I don't know how an hour and a half, two hours of content, and you're going to probably get forty films thrown at you in various TV shows. It's going to you get a lot of content. You're going to find out about a lot of cool movies or uh, Halloween mm-hmm. TV episodes or specials. So, yeah, th- this is it's a fun event for us. We've been doing this it's six years on this podcast. And I think we did like five years on the previous podcast. And you guys did it there previous when there was no yeah before yeah, we yeah, even we had a podcast. We started like this competition against each other. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been this ongoing thing, I guess, probably for 10, almost probably over 10 years now. And it's just fun. It kind of, it encourages us to watch a shitload of horror films in the month. Like, I think I would probably do 30 if this wasn't going on. And instead I do like 90 or whatever exactly. crazy stuff we do. And you got to like dig for like some of these gems, right? Yeah. Because there's so many, there's so many different decades. Well, even last year where I was like, oh, I don't know if I found that many. Mm. And I was going through my list and I went. Oh, wow! Yeah, 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 that was a cool movie, and that oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so. we try to mix up with like favorites, new films, trying to find. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of everything. You can kind of do it however you want, but it's just a lot of <laughs> horror watching. Yeah. I, I will say, like this this month tires me out. I love <laughs> it. I look forward to it every year. I, I'm t- like when when Jan- like January hits, I'm already putting together movies that I'm saving for the next October. Mind you, it makes no sense because I always have, I stack, I pulled all my Blu-rays. I'm a a physical media guy and I have like 300 films set aside. I'm only going to watch a hundred of them. So it makes no sense why I'm like, I'm going to save that till October. Stuff I've (laughs) never watched that I would like to watch Mm -hmm. eventually during Shocktober. It is now 700, 760. Oh, that's insane. These but are things I've well, never watched. It's a good thing that we're doing Shocktober faster, or else you'd never watch any of these no, movies. No, I would never. It is kind of fun, though. I don't know. I, I just love, like, getting, you know, you have them all stacked, and then you're like, when you're going to pick a movie, it's like, well, these are the slashers that I kind of pulled to yeah, watch this month. Yeah. These are the vampire films. These are whatever. So I don't know. I, I love doing all that stuff. It's I'm a big list guy. It's not really a list, but it kind of is in a sense mm-hmm. where you're going through all your films and kind of pulling out what you want to try to get through. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fun, fun celebration of all that is Halloween. Um, but yeah, should we? So we've got a couple wrinkles this year. Just uh, if, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you're coming, so this year uh, the first wrinkle is we've we're picking a movie, and we'll talk about this movie soon. That every uh, every single one of us is going to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. And and it's kind of like the a film we haven't seen. None we of haven't us have seen. seen. We're all gonna watch it during that week. And uh, it's gonna be a mix of like classics, and or maybe even some maybe new some new, like a newer film. If there's something new that comes on that, yeah, we can I all think watch. later in the month there's gonna be a yeah. lot of new films released, and maybe that's when we'll start doing some of that yeah. stuff. And uh, Kyle had this great idea where now each of us gets to put an uh, for. How would you explain this? So we, we each <laughs> we each uh, give each other a pick. Yes. So Maddie gets a pick from me. He gets a pick from you. They go in a hat, or in this case, an army helmet, <laughs> and um, B- blood crusted World War One <laughs> helmet. There you go. And yeah, you just Maddie picks it out, and he either is going to have to watch uh, the the coming week my pick or Adam's pick. It's going to be again a film he hasn't. And the seen. other pick stays in there. Yeah. So okay. you know the next week, then if Maddie's pick, if if I chose Adam's last week, then now this week Maddie has two picks in here, and Adam has one. I could still pick Adam. But you know the chances, oh, the percentages uh, go up. So, each Matty, time you want to pick? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Okay, I'm in the old war helmet. What do we got here? 
Kathy's Curse. Kathy's Curse. Oh, that, that's mine. Is that yours? Oh, excellent. Now, have you seen that? I have not. Okay. That, yeah, that's a hard part trying to make sure they haven't yeah, seen so it. What, yeah, so what is this? Uh, so... I, I think I told you to watch Beyond the Door last time. Yeah, that was awesome. Now, this is kind of like a perfect... It'd be a great double feature with that, because it's kind of the same thing. It's a possession exorcist ripoff, but, but it's, it, it's completely insane. Severin put it out on Blu-ray. I'll hook you up with it if it's All not right. on those streaming, any streaming services. I had a boss with it, I think, last year I watched. I, I think I did that in Beyond the Door and love both of them. But same kind of thing. You're just going to watch this and be flabbergasted, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I can't wait. All right, I'm going to pick. I guess the one rule, if we, someone picks, uh, puts in a pick that the other person's seen, maybe that gets eliminated. That gets eliminated, yeah, okay. and, and you go for the next pick. Bur- uh, burial Ground. Oh. Oh, that's mine, That's too. yours, yeah. So I don't even know about this movie. <laughs> that is, it's insane. So I, 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 last time I chose kind of a, cl- kind of a classier yeah. pick. Th- this is nothing. I had two other classy picks, and I didn't pick this. Not I think you still, I didn't pick this saying Adam's going to hate this. It's a super fun movie, but it's not a classic pick. But it's still, I think it's like one of the better zombie movies, and it's kind of something you have to see. Yeah. Again, Severin, again, I guess I'm on a Severin yeah. pick. Severin put it out. Uh, I'm sure it's probably on something, I would assume. But if it's not, I can I can hook you up with the Blu-ray. I think it's even getting a 4K release this 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 year, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's a film I found out, and we watched like at oh, a, it's insane. you know a bunch of people over. It's a good, great pizza party. Uh, they, night, yeah, I'm gonna have to borrow uh, it from you, but yeah, I, I, it's instead uh, of employing a child actor, yeah. they employ a little person to play a child, oh, which is goodness. amazing. And there's some like the breastfeeding scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not spoil. Let's yeah, not spoil. Right, it. Right, right. So, so, and and I, we should also say. So last week I picked out uh, Legend of Hell House. That was my pick. That from me. Yeah. From, that was Kyle's and Maddie Peeping picked Tom. Peeping Tom, which is my pick. And I picked. Um, the host from your pick. That was, that was my pick, pick as well. For me. So, I, I, so I had a pretty good batting average. So see, yeah, I'm doing pretty good so far. So I, so far, just me. Well, well you and picked now you two got, and now Maddie. So yeah. three out of the four though have been. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna go. I don't know if I can read this. <laughs> I think is it say Pulse? Is yeah, that's that mine. Oh, Pulse. The uh, American or the? Uh... No, this is the uh, Japanese okay. Pulse. I, I cool. I own this. I yeah. have it on my list. Excellent. So that works out. Uh, wow, your writing might be even messier than Maddie's. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, my, it's a contest to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Mind you, mine wasn't any better. I was writing yeah. on a case and it kept on like indenting in. And... <laughs> my writing has nothing to do with what I'm writing on. I just have terrible. So wait, now I've got two of your picks too. Maddie yeah. is like, what's Maddie's yeah, yeah. curse? I have. I'm just putting Kathy's curse there. It's not Kathy's curse. It's Maddie's curse. Well, Maddie's will actually, stay. That's in, what my dad. Uh, my mom's uh, name is Kathy. That's what my dad used to call me. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'll be I'll be curious. Cool. But, uh, that movie also made my top hundred horror. So movies. and you've given me two. Are those what was? Are they? It was both Korean, cr- and this one is Japanese. Japanese. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess to Asian cinema, if you want to go that way. But, yeah. yeah, foreign yeah. cinema. S- similar, like both aughts or uh, you know yeah. uh, movies, like two mm-hmm. thousands movies. So yeah, and b- both uh, yeah, both kind of considered classics, I guess. Have you seen the American versions? Any of you guys? I think I have yeah. seen the American no. version. It's... They were easy to find at that time. Yeah, like, these were they, in the DVD age. These were hard. I mean, now Arrow's put that yeah. on Blu-ray. But, anyways, I, I guess should we jump into it? We got so today we are going to cover um, again. We we record once a week, and so whatever day. So this week it's gonna we're going to cover October first to the fifth. I guess next week it we'll have a whole week's worth. Yeah. Of, so this might be a little bit shorter. 
Um, okay. But it did start on a Saturday, and I know Adam likes to fucking go insane and so watch well, 800 uh, The films. other thing you should know is before we, before we start a day, we never go in a, an exact order. We go with the person that's watched the most in, yeah. in that order. And we put up our hands in the room, so you won't see us putting up the hands. So yeah. we're going to put up their hands right now with how many we watched on the first day. Okay. Oh, it's a tie between Oh, Kyle. my well, goodness. You're, you're the host with the most. You, you can go first. Uh, so I started off, um, we, we always do a rule too, like, I, I don't know you guys, but I try to like watch it at midnight. I think we made a rule yeah. this year. Half over. Where, yeah, yeah, like you could start it. I think I started this at 11 o'clock, so it ends, it ended after tw- uh, 12 or whatever, probably 11.30. Anyways, I decided to start off with uh, a John Carpenter double feature. I recently Ooh. picked up these two on Blu-ray, two favorites. Um, so I'll just run through them both quickly because I won't have too much to say about them. I feel like we've talked about these uh, both a lot. Um, in our well, we've definitely talked about the, this one in our Carpenter episode. If you haven't uh, listened to it, go give it a listen. But from 1980, The Fog. Oh yeah, um, just a perfect movie to start Halloween. Yeah. It, it opens up with a campfire tale, and he's literally saying, uh, "You know, five minutes into Till the midnight. witching hour of midnight." Um, and you know, so I was watching it right before midnight. I'll just say, again, we talked about the film. The UHC looked fucking stunning. Um, loved loved how it looked. It added, like, it just felt different to me this time. I the feel like th- good, but. this has re- really improved every edition. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. the DVD is pretty bad. Then the special edition DVD is a little bit better. Well, I think the fog and the light and stuff is, is hard to pull off, yeah. right? And, and now when you're getting into 4K... And it wasn't... It, it's a movie that's gaining steam, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, even when you guys first told me about it, which is maybe a decade ago or yeah, close I, I to... Yeah, I still feel it was, like, almost lesser compared yeah. to people. And, and whereas, like, this is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Yeah, it's up Same. there. Um, yeah, I think I, all, all in our top 20. One yeah, of the only yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing as well, Carpenter, I think. Yes. But yeah, I, I won't say too much. I mean, Adrian Barbeau still has that, yeah, sexy, that voice. sexy voice. Tom Atkins is in there mm. who beds Jamie Lee Curtis like right away. Uh, it's just got great atmosphere. The score is one of my favorites. It definitely has that campfire tale, as I mentioned. A bunch of other actors are in there. Janet Lee and... Um, uh, fuck, who's the uh, the priest? Uh, I can't remember. His oh, name. Hal, uh, Hal, Hal Hallbrook? Hallbrook, yeah. Uh, and and uh, also the girl from Halloween, who again, my, I'm blanking on her name, but again, we've talked about the film. It's awesome. It was yeah, uh, super great. fun to uh, start good, good the, start. Uh, the so, month so off. So, how many with. pumpkins? Uh, I'm going to give it nine pumpkins out of ten. Oh, so yeah. did it go down? I don't know. I don't think so, did Yeah, it? I think you, you, you're, this is usually a 9.5-er for you. Whatever, 9.5. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these rings I, I just kind of did on the way. sliding scale. Um, and then uh, I did, yeah, either way, it was fantastic. And I think, again, like, the 4K almost heightened. It felt like I was watching it for the first time again. And apparently, I guess, like, the audio I was reading, they were, the Screen Factory guys were saying that they've never had great audio there's always something like the tracks were lost or something or the way they were recorded but i guess they found like the original i think it's like i want is it a 4.1 track i don't know either way whatever they did it's the best it's ever sounded i'm kind of leaning how do you guys feel so when i would previously watch a movie i would always be like give me the 5.1 give me the 6.1 give me i don't have atmos but if i did give me the dts now, but all like everyone on a lot of these groups are like, no, you got to go for the original, the pure, the the mono track or whatever it is, stereo track, whatever the original track is, because all the, those other ones they re-record sound effects or whatever. How do you guys feel about that? So I I, I get into this a little bit with work with spatial audio, where now recordings are getting put into you know these 
80 speaker systems or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're making this Atmos yeah. sound. I'm usually against that because it, it usually it a lot of stupid shit ends up happening. Yeah. With movies, I don't know. Like probably if you listen to this on Atmos, yeah, it's gonna sound like garbage. Like yeah. there, there's. I think not it enough. might actually have an Atmos uh, track on there, but yeah. So I, I did go back to the original. I don't I, again. I don't remember if it was four point one or was it stereo. But anyways, that one and it sounded fantastic. From what I heard from everyone, that's the best way to, to watch it. So I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe I'm going to start watching it that way. Watch like even if it's the a one original one point oh two point oh track. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's how like it. it if I'm going to watch a film and it's colorized, I'm watching. No, I'm watching the original black and white. Yeah. That's how it's meant to be yeah, seen. I'm, so it's kind of weird that for sound, I was always like, no, give me the the one where I have feel it all around me. But sometimes that's super I fun like too. That, yeah. yeah, I like being lost in it. But again, it depends it's on the tough, movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I totally. It, yeah. If if they've yeah. had this in mind, yeah. then there's like really cool shit. Like mm-hmm. I I went and saw Pearl, which won't count. It was just before yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, Shocktober. Great, by the way. Um, and there's some really cool audio stuff that they're doing with the full. But that was sound. done then, right? Like a lot of these audio tracks on these old movies, they're yes. they're redoing yeah. it now for the DVD. Again, if they spend ten million dollars and it's all professionally done because they're going to re-release in theaters, it might be worth checking out that newer track. But like a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's just done. like some DVD studio guy that you know is probably doing it on the. It's you know, really really expensive to do. Yeah. Uh, so most of the time, and it's time. The amount of time you're going to spend. So most of them just cheap out and they do something quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's weird that I haven't thought about this for movies because yeah. I think about yeah, this with I, music again, I, often. I, it's always been something for the past year because in the, the group I'm in, Blu-ray.com, great group if you're into Blu-rays, that's when I'm going, and it seems like most people are like, no, you got to go to the original track. And I was always like, but I like that surround sound. I want to mm-hmm. hear the thunder behind me and shit. But I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards now that way. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, I followed it up with Halloween from 1978 again. A classic. Everyone yeah. knows about this film. I, again, I got the 4K. Don't worry, I'm not going to be going on. I'm going to get the 4K. I, but I did. I have like a, a handful of films. That's a perfect that I did impression get. of you, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did get a handful that I wanted to watch. And again, I don't think this blew me away quite away as good as much as the fog, but it still looks like amazing. You're still seeing every little detail. It's crazy to watch this on 4K and be like, this is a movie from the 70s. A smaller budgeted kind of yeah. movie. Like, it just looks amazing. This is a movie, though, where, like, Dean Cundy, who I love... I think he did this one, right? I think Dean Cundy did Halloween. I believe he did. Um, but I feel like he keeps on changing his mind every time he does. I swear to God, this movie has, like, five different transfers, and they all look different. So it's hard to say, because I know, like, some of them... They filmed this during the summer, not the fall, so the leaves were green, not the brown. So, like, one transfer, they went back and fucked all with all that, which is, you know, it's revisionist, but it kind of looked yeah, cool. But on the, but then, like, they fucked with other things. Like, they got rid of the blue tint and everything. So, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know if there's ever been a perfect transfer. I'm sure people get at faults with this, but it mm. looked great. I don't, again, don't have much to say about the film. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite slashers i mean it is a film though i've seen so much it's like you know it off by heart yeah so i'm just gonna give it eight and a half this time it's one of those films like you know i feel like i've watched it every year for the past couple years i need to take a break but uh anyways what did you guys uh start the uh day off with uh, surprise surprise i started it off with grim the beginning of grim 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 grim. (laughs) so what's crazy is uh, I, that Adam covers this show every Halloween, and you get through a whole season, right? Yeah. So the first year we got through two uh, oh, wow. seasons oh, wow. of it, That's insane. and then uh, I think we might have finished some in November uh, that that year, and was like, oh, we have eight episodes left. Let's just keep. 
keep doing it. Last year, we just did a, a season. We're just going to do a season again. 24 episodes kind of deal? Um, 22, maybe. It's like it's like one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's 22 episodes. So this is the uh, the season premiere uh, called Thanks for the Memories. Sorry, what season is this? This is season four. Season, okay. Um, and uh, Nick the Grim, at the end of the season, something happens to him that affects him greatly. Uh, and uh, it changes the dynamic between him and everybody else. Uh, Sergeant Wu is starting to figure out what a Grim means. And again, if you haven't seen this show, basically it's it's kind of taking the Grim fairy tales and saying that there's this kind of other layer of human beings that have uh, they're called Vessin, but basically, like, there's like a wolf creature, or in this one, there's an octopus creature that can steal people's memories. He only comes in a bit because the overall uh, serialized stuff, which is is only, it's kind of like the X Files, you get a bit of it. Um, uh, this one, it, it, more of the episode takes place. It's kind of a two parter with the actual um, other other episodes. I'll just mention that the last thing I watched was the second half called Octopus Head. See, from season four. Uh, both really good episodes. I'd probably give like 7.5 to the season premiere and a seven. Again, this is like a solid show, but rarely like is one of those like, what the fuck did I just watch? That's the great, yeah. like the greatest episode ever. But the batting average is really consistent. For a 22 episode show, there's rarely a bad It's weird because there's usually like duds in a there's, lot of shows. There's probably, right? there's going to be a couple. Yeah. Like I there's remember- the, 22, there's going to be some um, like dogs in that line. But uh, not compared to most 22 yeah. episode shows. The, the, and I, I re- you can tell this show's made with uh, a lot of love. Like it was filmed in Portland. It's got a Portland crew. Almost mm-hmm. all of the kind of like recurring extras are from there. I think the special effects team was there. Like every, so you, Everybody knows they've got a chance to do something they're never going to do to make a uh, you know an NBC show. Can we bring up the special effects? Because this was on sale for like some Amazon deal, and I almost picked it up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna. I, I don't even know what the fuck this thing is. Like, I know you've talked about it, but I need to like see it. I checked out the trailer. And it looked cool, except for like all the scenes in, in the trailers and stuff. The CGI looked like. 90s CGI like or? really extremely bad does it take you out of it uh, I, I, I don't find it does because I think it's very consistent in like how the tone is uh, some of the more complex Vessen characters occasionally they can't pull off but they whenever they I think can some guy morphed into a rabbit or something in the clip I saw yeah yeah like, yeah oh, that was probably uh, uh, what's his name Bub or no, I can't. I fucking forget. He's like a recurring guy. But yeah, like they, they recur. But you, I think you get into it because it's always the same. It never looks different. Like it never looks like they're cheaping out. Like they're doing. And they try to use practical effects. You can tell with stunts whenever they can. Hmm. Um, but yeah, most of the face. Tra- but there was like a face transition in an episode that I'll talk about later. That kind of blew my mind how they did it hmm. uh, with two characters basically morphing in and out of one another. I was like, how the fuck did they do this on a show? There's a budget. Like the Grim would have. This isn't like Game of Thrones money. Would they get yeah. not even a million an episode? I, yeah. I, like, who knows? Yeah. Cool. I started off the night with uh, Peeping Tom from a night. Nice, that was my pick. Yeah, your pick. What a, f- well, not a fun movie, but what a cool movie. Like, the fellow who played 
the peeping Tom was so disturbing. I know, yeah. And how like a gets under your skin. Yeah, that guy. he was almost like a like, like a robot in the way he addressed the uh, girl downstairs. Mm-hmm. And the girl downstairs. Okay, so this young fella, he's filming everything. I guess he's a works for a TV studio uh, movie, so he just films uh, everything. As he was growing up, his father filmed him trying to keep uh, fear on tape and what have yeah. you. So he just likes to look into people's souls as a psychologist. You can find fear when you film. So it's him trying to uh, figure out how to put film fear as well. Yeah, but taking it to an extreme. Yes, and it is so good. So he moves upstairs. He actually owns this house, and he rents it out to a young family. And there is this young lady downstairs who kind of takes interest in him, and he takes interest in her. And he knows that if he keeps going down this path, bad things are going to happen to her. So he's trying to... He's trying to create distance. Yeah. yeah. But she, she, the look of her shouldn't be a leading lady, but she is so charming and uh, so uh, perfect for yeah, this Yeah, she's role. got an inner innocence mm-hmm. about her, and you can see why he would fall for her and be protective, but uh, but also uh, be drawn to her yeah. at the same time. And there is a blind mother who can hear exactly what's going on. And, he he under- and she understands that nothing is because they live below him in this house that he owns correct you got it so he's got all these like secret rooms Passages. where he's d- d- doing hmm. stuff uh, yeah, I need to see this one yeah it was really good and there was one scene that blew me away I don't want to give anything away but he is trying to make his own film so this is one girl and he's trying to like uh, what the mark the stage as like the blocking rehearsals yeah. and as he's doing it she's kind of like dancing all around him while singing this song it's him like Getting annoyed with her, but she just keeps dancing. It is such so well done that just builds this. So this was made by Michael Powell, who who worked with uh, Passenberg and Powell, and they did the Red Shoes, which is one of uh, Black Narcissus. A bunch of these like very classic movies. Mm-hmm. Some of the most cl- like Scorsese's favorite movies, like classic British cinema. And then he goes and makes this movie by himself, and basically is done. Like. That's- Crazy because the movie was awesome. Because the movie was considered so scandalous, it ruined his oh, career. Really? Because I noticed there was a uh, a bit of nudity. If you kind of like pause it at the right angle, and I, I paused, like, oh, is that a titty? <laughs> like, it was so weird to have it. Like, no, I just saw like, well, it seems weird for the 1960s. I didn't think it, the movie was scandalous by today's standards. Adam it was... fucking disc is going to start skipping yeah, out. Yeah, that yeah, scene exactly. it, it's like, wild though. Like, and, yeah. uh, like Hitchcock got away with it in America. But because it was a British director, and and traditionally they, it's been actually it, even though their codes were different, it took a lot long. They were much stricter, and they would ban movies forever. Yeah, for many many years if they didn't. That seems weird. I guess it does start off with him offing a prostitute. Yeah, which kind of like oh, okay, I can see why it'd be a bit more scary. But it just it just went yeah. to another place, yeah. and it, it really like you can see the DNA of this movie in slashers. Oh yeah, yeah, and, it, it was. Kind of awesome, and even the uh, insular characters were really well written and well done and well well acted. Too, well, you right? still have the like the the formal control of of a master director, like mm-hmm. one of the greatest auteurs of the forties yeah. and fifties, basically making a proto slasher movie. Yeah, it, it was well done. I, mean, I was going to give it like uh, eight pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, check it out, man. It was it was cool. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't give the pumpkins on. Oh mine. come on, man. Gosh, I fucked up. Seven oh. and seven and a half pumpkins for <laughs> the might have to take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't count now. <laughs> um, okay, I, I um, so now we're into the actual day, the morning of the day. Uh, I watched uh, with my son was there uh, all night Halloween party from 2012. This is like this DVD, this hour, maybe just over an hour compilation I picked up. 
I've been meaning to uh, get around to it. And it's a compilation of like old public domain c- cartoons and also movie trailers, like oh, public fun. domain trailers. Um, it's 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 super low budget. Like obviously they just got whatever was free. Yeah, the, one of the trailers is completely out of sync. But um, yeah, it, it's kind of fun. I'll just quickly run down. I'm not going to spend much time. Uh, it had Balloon Land, 1935. This is kind of not really. Unfortunately, most of these weren't the most Halloweeny. But they were some of them. Most of them had monster stuff. But this one, like, even though it's not Halloweeny, it was kind of like one of the darkest ones because it's like these, this this balloon land and these balloon people and this pincushion man comes and fucking starts throwing pins. Oh, it starts like offing balloons, popping and like kid, it's like baby yeah. like, kid like fucking balloon guys and all this stuff. And he's just going around killing people. Like <laughs> those people are popping and dead. There's no ending at the end where they all like come back. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the magic mummy, uh, yeah. It, it's like uh, yeah. not that interesting. Uh, the Cobweb Hotel, 19, sorry, The Magic Memory, 1933. Cobweb Hotel, 1936. This one was actually kind of fun. Um, I guess this is considered a classic. I'd never seen this before. But I guess it's a scary spider is running this hotel and flies come and stay there. And he captures them. And again, like it opens up and there's like a child, like fucking fly, like stuck to the web, whining, and like, <laughs> like screaming. I'm yeah. like, this is fucking haunting. And, um, yeah, the creepy voice, and yeah, I don't know. It it uh, it was kind of scary, I guess. Yeah, if you look up online, like there's people that, like start doing claymation versions of it and stuff. Oh, I guess awesome. it's like considered this classic cartoon. Uh, what a night from 1931. Uh, again, not that exciting. These people get mm-hmm. lost in like this this tombstone. Of course, it's the 30s, so there is unfortunately black face skeletons. Um, that is some How stuff would that you're gonna work. <laughs> They're skeletons, but they're black, but they have like white lips, I think. I don't know, whatever. Hey, man. Uh, then there's Jasper in a Jam. Again, another more black face, but this was kind of an interesting like stop motion. Like it looked cool at least. The Mascot Devil's Ball from 1933. This is actually really cool. So this, you just get a clip of it. And then I looked up online. I think it's like this lost, but I think they found a half an hour. Maybe it's the whole thing is a half an hour. Maybe they found it all. It's really cool stop motion. Like uh, it kind of made me want to watch the full thing. So mm-hmm. I might do that later on. Um, cause it looked like amazing. Uh, and then you get it again, another Jasper in the haunted house and Bimble's initiation. Uh, yeah, I don't, it was a mixed bag again. Like I think the bloom one was kind of cool. The cobweb hotel yeah. and the clip of this devil's ball mascot thing. But most of it, it was like, eh. And again, it was shit quality. Uh, I'm going to give it four pumpkins out of 10. Uh, I just don't understand like public domain. There's a lot more Halloween cartoon, like more Halloweeny. Uh, cartoons they could have found and put in this. Mm. It seems like a weird compilation. Um, to even the trailers that they chose for all these old movies, like some of them work, and then some of them are like Conga or something. It's like I don't know. Yeah. A giant King Kong thing is not what I think of when I think of Halloween, but to each their own, I guess. Uh, what a monster. Uh, so I watched uh, from 1939. Uh, something I talked about on the Shocktober series is one of my, uh, you know, something I recommended: The Cat and the Canary. Oh, shit. Starring Bob Hope and Paula Goddard. Uh, yeah, this held up totally for me. Uh, Did you yeah. watch this last year or was that you that watched it last year? I think it was two years ago I watched it mm-hmm. now. And maybe you watched it two years ago or... Yeah, I think I feel like I've seen it twice. Yeah. But maybe it's, in my, it's my list. I have like a stack that I'm hoping to get to this. I, I highly, weekend. highly recommend yeah, it's it. it's a lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. It's like... A perfect kind of haunted house movie. I talked about it on the last episode, so I won't go into it too much. I do. I, I kept thinking, like, why did I only give this an eight? And then, as you kind of get along, you realize that there's not that much meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really enjoyable, but 
and, and and like I, I like the setting and everything, but it doesn't really elevate in any yeah. way. Uh, it's just like amazingly solid. So I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins again. Nice. Cool. Uh, the exact opposite of Peeping Tom. I watched Neon Demon. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, that was on my recommendation. Neon Demons, right? No, Neon Demon. Oh, okay, no. Never yeah, mind. it's pretty much this girl who gets into supermodeling. I have modeling, seen that, yeah. And she has the it factor, the X factor. It's what's his will. name? The guy, the director uh, of uh, Drive. Yeah, um, W. Uh, Renfield Davis or something like that. Yeah. R-W-D. Very, um, Nicholas Winding Renfin. Yeah. Renfin, yeah. Anyways, uh, it's a weird thing. Oh, this, this movie, is, yeah, this is with Al Fanning. Yes, yes. I have not seen this. It's a weird thing because it, it talks about like how, how beauty is on the surface and like uh, insides what counts and she has an it factor. This movie was a shiny piece of garbage. And I don't know if that's <laughs> like uh, – it looks so slick and kind of like cool, like a music video. I'm like The actual story is so I think boring. all his films are kind of like, you know so, – um, Surface uh, level. What's the word? Something over substance. Uh, style over style. Yeah, substance. this definitely was one. Of I mean, things. I love drawing. But it seems but... so weird because it's a movie about supermodels. So like, there's got to be some sort of like a, a teachable moment here that like this is like the the media yeah. is a message and that kind of shit. Like, it just turned into like a shiny. Keanu Reeves in there. Yeah. I, and he's like kind of a badass in the there. The angry, like, like he's he runs almost like, like, like right? uh, well, a rapist is kind of what he is, but yeah. I've had this on my list for years mm. now to watch, and I just never get around to it. Nobody's it, that excited it about it. It was nice to see. It just sucked to watch. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I would almost rather go back to his like Valhalla movie. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I didn't. I didn't love Valhalla. No. either. Um, I think that was another one that was like real. It's like, very like art. It's very like already. Like yeah. it's very like long. The story really got in the way. And and P- Pusher was his like. Yeah, I haven't seen that those one. two are supposed to be good. Like that. That's the one that Valhalla Rising is like. Two hours or whatever it is, an hour and a half of nothing happening. Yeah, go, going nowhere. It is like his most style over substance. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if that's your thing. I would give this one, uh, I want to say, I'm going to go 5.5 pumpkins, but I might go six yeah. pumpkins because it does look great. So, yeah. Still kept you. I, 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 I was in it. Yeah. Uh, I'll do quick uh, two uh, little sitcom episode things I watched here. Again, um, so so that night we actually went to Pumpkins After Dark. Oh, had a lot of bla- uh, had a blast with the kids. Um, and this year was actually the most Halloween because last year we went and my problem was there was some cool stuff, but a lot of it wasn't Halloween. Like it was like whatever is pop, Harry Potter, all that kind of stuff. This year, and maybe I'll post pictures on our our group. Tons of cool stuff. They had Vincent Price Pumpkin. They did all oh, the nice. Universal monsters, uh, Godzilla, Gremlins. Uh, you name it, they like they come. Uh, Jason, P- uh, Pinhead, Leatherface. Oh, cool. They they had every like Halloween thing. Pennywise, lots of Pennywise and Elvira pumpkin. Oh, cool. So if you're into like Halloween, this is the year to go. Uh, awesome. I actually because last year I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'll go again. Yeah. But they, obviously, you know, I was gonna. I went for the kids, and this year I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, so I took a lot of cool pictures. I'll, I'll post them up. Nice. Um, anyways, but uh, so didn't have that much time, but I did uh, fit in before we went uh, to two little uh, sitcoms with them, our cartoons. Gravity Falls season one, Summer Ween from 2012. Have you guys heard of Gravity Falls? I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, that that's about it. <laughs> okay, so it's actually, it, it's a show that only lasted two seasons and then it gained this huge cult following. Was it on after The Simpsons? Was I don't, it like it's a, a, it's a Disney cartoon. Okay. 
It's it's pretty great. Like my son has been watching it. I'd always go by and see him watching. I'm like, that looks kind of funny. Like mm-hmm. I think I watched the first episode with, with these like gnomes, which is a lot of fun. It's kind of like a mix of Bob's Burgers and the X Files. Like again, huh. it is a kids show, like a family show, yeah. so it's not doesn't go maybe as far as Bob's Burgers does with some of the the, the, the writing. But like it's really like witty, smart writing. Like I I really dug this show. It will be making my recommendations probably next year. My shot recommendations. Right so I guess the the whole. Th- point of the show i guess is what my son explained is it takes place uh during the summer and they're visiting the uncle so the problem with that is it's only take place during the summer how do you do halloween because the writers i guess were big fans of halloween well they invented summerween and i guess in the show the locals are such big fans of halloween they decide to do it twice a year Oh, halloween point five yeah and so they do it during um uh yeah they do the summerween thing instead of jack glandrons they have jack o'melons i I actually wanted to do this party. Do you guys remember this idea I had? They have like a, like a summer ween. Yeah. Like, you can dress up in like costumes and not be cold. You could do it in like yeah. July and still have like two Halloweens. I, yeah, women could get do the slutty outfits. Well, that's exactly being, what I was uh, thinking. Very cold. <laughs> and I could like dress. And by women, yeah. I mean you, yeah, yeah, hopefully exactly. scantily clad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, anyways, uh, it, it's great opening where they're buying all this stuff and like the people at the store are like, oh no, not this family because they just fucking <laughs> come and destroy everything, whatever. Anyways, the, the they um, I guess they're going through the Halloween candy. They have this old second rate shitty, like the knockoff candy. So they throw it all out. They're like, we're going to eat this garbage. And I guess they get visited by the Summerween trickster and he comes and, and haunts you if you've... Uh, you know, don't have the spirit of Summerween. And I guess he's, he tells him that you you have to go out and collect 500 pieces of candy or else he's going to eat them, uh, come come back and eat them all. So they have to do um, run out and try to get all this candy. And the, the, the one kid, the main kid, Dipper, I guess, um, he's kind of getting old for Halloween, but he does it for his sister, his younger sister. But he's, he, there's going to be this cool party, so he's trying to pretend he's sick. So he can't go out trick or treating, so he can secretly run off to this party. And yeah, I, I don't. I had a blast with this. Like I'm thinking eight or even eight point five. Oh wow, that's good. Out eh? of 10. Uh, again, maybe it's just like you know when you get forced watching some of these family shows. Some of them mm-hmm. are not great, but I, I found this is something like I would watch on my own. I know Shout Factory, who with some possible license from Disney, was able to license this show and put out a big oh, collector's nice. edition on Blu-ray for it. So. Um, which I think it's going out of print this year, so I'm gonna have to grab that before it does. Yeah, the first episode was like this monster, this weird monster thing, and then you find out it's like hundreds of gnomes like on, piled on top of each other. And That's kind of cool. Anyways, it, it's like each episode is kind of like a monster of the week thing, and then there's like a recurring story as well or something. Uh, and then the second one I'm gonna be really quick on because I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man Halloween Night at the Museum for 2014. Again, I was just trying to find something. Um, Spider-Man visits a museum on Halloween and these kids accidentally awaken this witch and she brings like to life all the exhibits. But it's like, it's like when I think of Halloween, I don't think of cavemen and dinosaurs coming back yeah. to life and stuff. I mean, that, that some for some reason, the security guard gets turned into Jack-O-Lantern, who's one of Spider-Man's villains, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. But like he should be a main villain. He's not like some security guy that turns into it for one night. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to five out of ten pumpkins no pumpkin out of ten. Bombs. I didn't. I didn't like it. You know, it still had some things, but it's. Uh, it, yeah, there, I, will, it, I will never watch it again. There is Green Goblin who throws pumpkin bombs. Like that seems like the perfect yeah. villain for uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so I watched uh, from 1973. Uh, John uh, Ho or Huff? John Huff, maybe. Yeah, would be H O U G H is Huff, right? John Huff's The Legend of Hell House. This was Kyle's oh, pick for yes. me. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I I dug this. this. So this is basically a, um, there's this big giant mansion this guy built. Hauntings have been known to be there. There's this evil presence that takes hold of this hell house. No one's been there for many, many years because the last time they tried to be there to stop the the haunting, basically everybody died but this one guy. The one guy is played by Roddy McDowell, just like nice chewing it up. Perfect. Yeah. Does he do anything else? Uh, well, he's it, like super like frightened and paranoid, right? Because he's the only yeah. one that knows, and he won't open himself up. Yeah. And you've got Pamela Franklin who is playing the other medium, uh, who's known mostly from the, the being the, the little kid from uh, The Innocents. Uh, and then you have a husband and wife team that is more based on science. At least the 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 husband in is he's got you know crazy sort of uh, bravado about what he's able to do or not do. Um, it opens up, and the setting of this house is so fucking cool and creepy, and th- instantly things are happening, and everybody's not everybody's working for different goals, and you don't really know what they're they're their real intentions are necessarily if you should believe them maybe you maybe you should uh and it just escalates i do feel like there's some like sexual stuff in there too isn't there like definitely like the white so the whole house is like uh supposed to be deviant and he did all these crazy things with bestiality and and you know and did you mention it is a richard matheson uh story as well i didn't yeah Uh, so he he did uh it's based on his 1970s novel hell house um, which is kind of, it's kind of has a, the haunting vibe too, right? Like you bring a bunch of group of people. It and, totally feels like yeah. the haunting. A it's 70s sleazy kind of version. Yeah, of sleazy, yeah. lesser version. Like the direction, well, I, I think it's sometimes quite interesting, you know, when this uh, Pamela Franklin is being visited by what she thinks is the, uh, the kind of evil mastermind son, Daniel, uh, and there's really some cool shots there that are suggestive and interesting ways. Overall, I, I feel like the direction just doesn't like get, get close to ever mm. creeping me out like the haunting does. Like the haunting yeah. actually creeps yeah. me out. This movie never really. Yeah, creeped I don't me think out. it's scary as much as sleazy. Yeah, it's definitely like a sleazy. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's super. Like it's not scary. It's there's creepy. not like super. There's not like tons of nudie like Italian sleazy. Mm. It's like it just has. No, like there's a, barely any. Like any. you said, it kind of has a deviant nature to the whole thing, uh, and that's what they kind of yeah. play up. I, I feel like by the end that starts to wear down, and I'm a little bit over it. And but there's a cool idea of how they're going to cleanse the house and how's this going to work with this energy, um, and it does have a batshit fucking crazy ending uh even though i think the direction gets worse as the movie goes along and they have to have these big set pieces i'm still gonna get i'm gonna give it 7.5 nice. I, I i had nice. a i had a good time with this so a good recommendation yeah, thank you i watched have you guys seen the stepfather the original oh yeah yeah i am not this is with uh john locke right yeah yeah this movie was awesome i forget john locke is that who terry o'quinn terry o'quinn yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got that the uh the girl from like all those 80s uh Movies, um, you, you talk. Yeah, about it's from uh, '87. Pretty much, this it opens up with a uh, Terry O'Quinn walking, like pretty much shaving his beard and like doing his hair. Then he walks downstairs, and his there's a girl, like his, I guess his wife, murdered, and then it pans to this child's body beside him, like, okay, we are fucking in this yeah. movie. It like pulls no punches. Then he pretty much goes and he. Had you seen this before? Did my first time watching. Okay. It is. Awesome, man. They did like, like two or three of them. Yeah. 
they did a remake in twenty. Uh, One of the worst pieces of crap yeah. I ever haven't seen. seen it. Yeah, have not seen it again. Why would I yeah. see the uh, remake? Anyways, I was so impressed how much not fun, but how cool this movie was. Like you knew exactly where it was going. But goddamn, if you don't have fun going along for the ride yeah. in this, like, and he plays such a cool psychopath and such a cool like neighbor next door, like he can turn it on and off. He did really well in this. Uh, yeah, I like. I really like mm-hmm. Terry O'Quinn. Uh, you know, he doesn't, and I don't think he's had that. Of course, he's got the lost role, which yeah, uh, and I guess revived he, him. Yeah, what else was he in? Is he in? He he's in a bun. He's a millennium. Big he's kind of like the yeah, big guy millennium. millennium. Yeah, he's he's been in tons of stuff. Um, yeah, the the actress I was thinking of is J- Jill Sholin. I don't know if I pronounced that, but she did tons of eighties. Like she's in Hot Moves, oh, okay, Cutting Class. Um, yeah, a, a bunch of movies that you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember. I don't think I, I've and seen even any the mom of those popcorn really fan of the opera, the eighties um, okay. version. Oh, that actually makes a ton of sense. I've seen zero of her movies. Okay. It's on Letterboxd. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, well, again, eighties was you know a lot of these. You're not gonna yeah, Hot Moves in my opinion is one of the better teen mm-hmm. romps out there. So as he's going through, there's a, uh, a journalist who's trying to figure out if this is a fella. He's like, well, he can't be that far. He has a motive. He's done this before. So he's right. trying to find out where he's gone to when he figures it out. And it's him on the hunt and him trying to save one. It's a cool movie, man. I dug it. I've had this on my, this is on my yeah. Giant Master 760 movies, but it's also one that I'd like to, to watch this Check it year. out. Yeah, 7.5 Pumpkins. Yeah, I, I enjoyed nice. it. Nice. Rowdy. Uh, so I was just trying to find out uh... what Terry O'Quinn's been in. <laughs> he was in Tombstone, which we we covered on in our Western series. I, oh. uh, I, I know this isn't Western month, but yeah, yeah, come on, it's a horror all the time. Uh, it, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, no, sorry, I watched. I finished off the night uh, with night for nineteen fifty six, The Werewolf. Uh, this was part of uh, the Sam Katzman uh, set, Cold War Creatures that Arrow put out. Um, all these movies kind of look like fun kind of 50s, uh, you know, creature sci-fi movies. I, I, I might try to get through a couple of them. I think Sam, he was like a director and producer. I think this film he just produced. But um, yeah, this is his werewolf film. I guess like this was like the first werewolf film like since, you know, the 30s we had the Wolfman and then they kind of disappeared. Horror kind of died out. Sci-fi kind of took over. And, you know, the 50s, for most of the 50s, this comes out 56. And I guess this is the movie that kind of re- reinvigorates the horror genre, I guess, yeah. from what I read. And uh, and also the werewolf, uh, you know, then you had several other werewolf films after mm. this. So I think it was kind of a big deal for, like, a smaller film. But uh, anyways, it opens up this man who's got amnesia, um, you, and you don't know what, you know, he's hiding from, and you find out that he's been turned into a werewolf. I guess some doctors have injected him with irradiated wolf serum and I guess you find out I don't think I'm spoiling too much it doesn't really matter it's kind of stupid but you find out that I guess they're they, they're injecting they injected him because they're testing the serum he's the first human uh, to, to I guess so hoping that a select group of humans will be able to survive if there's a nuclear holocaust unfortunately one of the side effects is that uh, you know it turns you into a werewolf <laughs> he's a radioactive werewolf <laughs> so Silly story, but I kind of had fun with this. It kind of has like a noir vibe, like the way it goes about. And for like this little film, like I'm not saying it's amazing or anything, but these some of you watch these little budget 50s films, like the acting's terrible. Mm-hmm. It looks like I thought the directing and the acting were like decent. Like nothing, you're not going to be like, wow, that blew me yeah. away. But it's like it was all kind of well done. 
Um, I, I really like the, the the look of the werewolf. You've probably seen this like in a Rob Zombie music video or something. It's kind of a werewolf design that I had seen many times and never knew it was mm-hmm. what it was from. But it's from this film. I, I do feel though like it never quite rises above average. Like everything about it is fine. You're never like this is bad. You're never necessarily bored. But there's not too many wow factors either. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm gonna go like six and a half pumpkins out of ten. I think it's worth a watch. I'm glad I watched it. I'll probably watch it again, but it, nothing in it necessarily blew me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got two more to, to go through. Uh, so I watched from 1982. I believe, Maddie, you watched this last year at some point. Turkey Shoot? Yeah. This is the Ozploitation. Uh, it's basically like what the Running Man. Crazy movie, right? Speaking of deviance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically people are thrown into this kind of prison camp a morality camp if you're like go against the uh, morality of the government you get thrown into this camp which where, everybody like, gets thrown in for any shoplifting uh, being around a shoplifter like being hey, a, the st- wa- stop busting the shoplifter's head olivia right. hussey yeah. that's the reason why she's in this camp she's the main actress in this mm. uh she's the only one i had ever i'd recognize from anything else uh i I, I guess the main dude has been in stuff before mm. uh and basically they go to this island and it, be, it it's the Running Man, most dangerous yeah. game sort of vibe. They're first in this camp and they're getting, you know, abused. She almost gets raped like several times. Several times. And you guys say right this when quote, and as she's like, oh, like this, like, I am here because I'm a deviant, I'm a liar, blah, blah, blah. And now she's doing this, this guy's like shadow boxing, trying to like punch her in the gut. Like, and once she fucks up this speech, he punches her he in just, the gut. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like punches her in the gut and then they beat the shit out yeah. of this woman. It is like, Total sleazy exploitation, like over the now, top. Is this horror? You know what? I was thinking that. I don't know. I, I would say yes. Like, like where would you? Why would you? Why would you find that as horror? Because they're chasing them and killing them in the in the. But that Running Man, you don't consider horror. No, but this one is like gr- gr- gory there and gruesome. Is. The kills are. It's like a slasher out in the woods. There is like that like weird fireball game they play. Where you gotta like hold the fireball above your head, and yeah, then light you on fire. There is this weird wrestler who like body slams guys and eats it, toes. Yeah, he's a freak. Okay, it's it's totally every description of this has horror is yeah. the first genre listed too. Really? Yeah, I, I just looked up too. They didn't. It's okay. I touched <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I'd give it to you. Yeah, like Running Man, it doesn't have any of this like. Mm-hmm. Well, Running Man has this kind of a slasher vibe too. It's like him facing off a bunch of weird but guys. But most of those things are ways. like built up like action sequences. These are like built up like gruesome. Oh, well, we're gonna make you. We're gonna cut off your toe, and then the freak is gonna eat your. Well, toe. Well, I think Running Man doesn't Running Man have a guy that's slicing off heads with his hockey stick or something? Yeah, but you don't really like. I don't know. Like it. It, it again. It's it, fine. Go ahead. You could maybe make that <laughs> argument. But the most dangerous game, I would argue, is also. Mm. Uh, the way it's set Our, up as a, a horror movie. That being said, I was thinking about this uh, murder mysteries, and then there were none. Like almost like like, like a clue that that feels like a, I would count it. But is that a horror movie or no? Like you know, like the murder mystery kind of things. Like I, I feel like they. Some I think it depends feel the like vibe. Gothic. Yeah. yeah, I think some of them like the style definitely has a horror vibe. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if I would consider Knives Out a horror. No, but I think some of the Agatha Christie adaptations you almost. And then there were some none, of them are like maybe? more focusing on 
the the person solving and like the mystery mm-hmm. and it's kind of quirky. But then some of them definitely have like there's one that I watched was now I get the cursing. It kind of has a slasher vibe because it's mm-hmm. someone knocking off people on an island. Like I think yeah, I think it depends. I I might watch one. I haven't watched it later on. There's a TV a- film that definitely of a Futurama sounds like it has one that is supposed to be like a, a murder mystery that I haven't seen. I'm like, oh, well, it seems like well, Saved by the fun. Bell. Their Halloween yeah, thing murder mystery that they well. aired on October was kind of a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that one is like about a murder mystery that you think might be real. Like that one yeah. definitely has a Halloween yeah. kind of vibe to it, I would say. I think it does depend that the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, turn this to shoot. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't have yeah. a Halloween vibe, but no, it's no, no, it no, definitely no. got a horror, horror vibe. Yeah. It's, it's super gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, again, like, that's one of the best elements is this wrestler that there's like, we want this wrestler in. How do we get this wrestler in the movie? Well, he's going to be one of the the, you know, kind of, rich overlord guys he's gonna have a freak with him the whole time the freak's gonna run down people and do all this crazy shit to them um uh, the acting's pretty universally terrible through yeah it's bad but like in a great way that one fella who like i want to escape this place that guy with a weird oh he's amazing actually and he's got shit all over his face the whole time so so i guess when i say it's terrible it's like a sliding like there's people that are are like really terrible but great because they're these giant characters Olivia Hussey's not that good in this, yeah, and she's, she's the big so name. She's so boring. She's uh, like she does not know the movie. She's, not she's that in. great in a lot of films. I find like I like her in Black Christmas, Christmas. but uh, yeah, she I've was seen ba- her. I've seen her in other bad stuff. In that Psycho. She was there yeah, that is was yeah. something terrifying about this movie because like you're watching this and it feels like they're actually shooting them with bullets. Well, they did. I was going to bring up. So have you seen the documentary? Not quite Hollywood. No. One of the probably, yeah, you gotta check this out. Arguably, yeah. be my favorite documentary of all time. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. But they talk about this. So yeah, they they were shooting without using real bullets, not blanks. So they show a scene and the guy's by the tree and they shoot at it and he jumps out of the way and they're using real fucking bullets. It's insane. Mm-hmm. That that documentary is about all the insane stuff. That's probably why they went there because there was no rules. Probably why some of these actors aren't good because they were going to risk their lives. And unfortunately, some of them probably didn't didn't make it. But uh, yeah, like it, it's insane. Like, the shit the, they the were set doing pieces the, are like, yeah. you could tell the, like some of the stuff that's happening is crazy. Now, when you get to the action set pieces, they're bad. They're terrible. Like it's the big the actions, the base, yeah. all that stuff is like it, timing doesn't make any sense. The way people are being shot doesn't barely make any sense. So once they have to do the big set pieces, it doesn't really, it didn't work for me at all. Hmm. And I kind of just like eventually grown numb to, like the first half an hour, I'm like, this thing is fucking crazy. Yeah. And then maybe it's diminishing returns a bit. Like mm. once they go out into the woods, you're thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be great. And it's not, it's mm. the part before that I think is more interesting. Well, you get to know the uh, base. And then uh, you got to like the freak stuff is always mm. amazing. Uh, but I, I, I can't say I love this. I, I, I did, was really entertaining. It's a lot of fun, but by the end I, I kind of was like, yeah, okay. That, yeah. I, I, I think that's most Aussie films. I yeah. think Aussie films you just appreciate because you know that like, it's a real explosions, real car chases. Yeah. Really, that person hanging for their life. Um, oh. Yeah, I'll give 6.5. 6.5 nice. pumpkins. And uh, my last movie was uh, a newer movie from 2018, Slaughterhouse Rules. Have either of you seen this? It's, it's, it has Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I guess this was when they started a production company, which I, I kind of feel like uh, didn't really work out for them very mm-hmm. well. Uh, I, I, uh, but... They, they started a production company, and it's basically the, these kids go to school, 
and they're it's almost like they're at this Harry Potter school. There's this one kid who's just like his family has money. They get him to the school, but everybody else is like the elite elite. It's very much a class thing uh, that's going on uh, at the school. It starts off, Finn Cole, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's mostly known for Peaky Blinders. He's my least favorite thing in Peaky Blinders. He's my least favorite thing whenever I see him in anything. He's the blandest, like, He's lead guy. I just, I, I don't understand why this this guy is is getting as much work mm-hmm. as he does. Uh, but it's got Aza Butterfield from Sex Education. You, you know, he was the child actor. He was in Hugo and The Boy with Striped okay, Santa. Yep. Uh, he's, he's really good in this. Um, the female lead's great. You got Simon Pegg and Michael Sheen and Nick Frost. Whenever they're on screen, they they're, get to they're chewing fun. scenery a lot. And basically it turns into a, a monster movie. Basically, there's fracking going on on this land so they can pay for this boarding school. And when they go into the ground, there's these creatures that get released. Once that kicks in, this movie's fucking fun and awesome. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like there's some witty stuff. The whole building up the network of what the school's all about. It's sometimes nasty, but never, I, I don't know if the tone quite matches. You can see why like if you, the first half an hour is not strong. It, like I, I I bet on net because it was on Netflix. I bet a lot of people don't turn even it off. go yeah, there. It doesn't have good ratings. That's it. I remember. Yeah, I, I know what this is, and it. Yeah, I, I didn't have a. Um, too but much interest. yeah, like I, well, the the second half seems like a like uh, totally how are the monsters. Movie. The monsters for CGM monsters are are, uh, okay. are yeah. like they're they're not. They're CGI monsters, but I think the way they film a lot of times in shadows and it what works. they're doing, and also like. The way it's shot, like, I think Simon Pe- uh, Pegg did two movies with the director, and he must have just seen something. He's It kind of reminds me of, like, it's a poor man's version of Ed- Edgar Wright. Okay. In terms of his execution, in the same mm-hmm. way Edgar Wright would use CGI, it's it's very, very similar. Uh, it's got a little bit of a caffeinated beat to it. If the school stuff wasn't so boring, I, I would be, like, in it, totally giving this a... Uh, like, I was kind of like, you know, I've watched whatever the amount of movies at this point in this day. Yeah. Uh, I, I was starting to fade a little bit. And then all of a sudden it kicks in. Uh, and I think I'm going to give this one 6.5 as well. Like, I yeah, I, I, know, I, know. I think there's some stuff uh, to really recommend. Or Attack the Block. Attack the Block kills this. Yeah, all right. Kills Fair this. enough. Yeah. So is that the first for us? Yeah, that's the first, right? That Ooh. is the first. So we're on to the October second. October 2nd. O- October 2nd. Oh, wait. It is. All right, it looks like I'm going. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. These are episodes. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Kyle um, faked this out by just giving two thumbs up, which seemed like... Sorry, I thought I did this, didn't I? No. No, you just did this at first. Oh. <laughs> you didn't give Again, us I'm, any I'm, fingers. I'm fucking half asleep today. It's been a long day. Um, I'll, uh, I'll start off with um, these three very quickly. Or... I won't be too quick because I think people should watch them. You I, always say this, and you're never, you're, they're never quick. Um, so <laughs> I watched uh, the three out of the four of the Superstore Halloween episodes. Okay. Uh, you recommended the first one, which is Halloween Theft from 2016. And I, I agree, this and the, the next one are probably my favorite. Um, so this is season two. Um, this is, uh, is it Dina? Dina. Dina, yeah. She's the uh, kind of hard ass assistant manager of the store. Um, she's kind of the Dwight character if you're an Office fan. She's kind of the, maybe the equivalent of, of Dwight in this kind of. Kind a little bit of. more like power. She's more of like a. More authoritative. If Dwight had the power, I guess. Yeah. I think there was an episode where he came the boss and was kind of like this. But uh, anyways, they're they're all talking. They're like, everyone's in a caution but her. So she grabs 
quick uh, cop costume from the store, puts it on. It's like, it's kind of like a, I don't know, skimpy, slutting uh, cop, whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, pretty much her breasts are hanging out the whole episode and no one can look away. Like they're kind of like, we're not big fans of her as a person, but they're boobs and we can't look away. Um, Garrett, who's one of my favorite characters, he's like this, uh, he's kind of like the hilarious character. He's in a wheelchair. Um, but he just like cannot look away from her boobs. And at the same time, this box of, uh, irregular produce gets stolen and so she's going, trying to find out who the thief was, and uh, Garrett seems to be the suspicious one because he can't look her in the eye, but it's just because, again, her boobs are hanging out the out of her costume. Uh, yeah, I really dug this costume. A lot of fun uh, Halloween stuff in there. you say I dug there. this costume? That, too. Um, That's exactly what you did. You, you just, just said, said that, I right? dug this costume. That was a Freudian slip yeah. I ever heard one. Well, I, I, I was talking to my buddy. I kind of agree with the show. Like, it doesn't matter... What the person look? It boobs are boobs, man. Like yeah. we're men. If we see boobs hanging out, you can't look away. It's like a car crash, even if you know, whatever. <laughs> a car crash is two beautiful airbags yeah. deployed. <laughs> so I just cracked. Sorry to interrupt, but I just cracked open this beer that you guys had last week, and this was a espresso yeah. pumpkin. We're not going to mention. Oh yeah, it's bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Not good. No. Three thumbs down. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm gonna give this one seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. I really, it could have even be an eight. Like I really dug this. I actually think most of these uh, Halloween specials were good. Uh, then I followed up with season three, Sal's Dead from 2017. This, this I almost had. Yeah, this is pick. one of this because the opening equal. is so fucking disturbing. Yeah, so pretty much Sal was this creepy character. He's a, he's an actor that I've seen a bunch of yeah. stuff before. I guess he was in previous seasons, so I skipped ahead. I'm not this far. I'm going through the whole show right now. He's not in the show all the time, but he would yeah, show he was in up and he'd be and there. a super, super creep. creepy guy. Anyways, they find out that I guess they're like, oh, what happened to him? They thought he quit or left. It turns out he died uh, when he's stuck and he's stuck in the wall. I guess he was like creating a peephole in the women's <laughs> washer or something. Anyways, so this corpse hanging out of the wall and they have to wait for the... the um, Coronars. Uh, yeah, to come come grab it. So it's set, but the store's still open, and everyone thinks it's part of like the Halloween display. <laughs> and which people is are taking funny. photos yeah, in front yeah, of it. Awesome. It's a great. Uh, uh, I don't know if the episode as a whole isn't as successful. I really like yeah. the episode, but I don't think it's as successful as the previous one in terms of the overall story. But that is yeah. one of the best gags for a Halloween well, episode of anything. I like the rest of so Mateo. Um, I guess he's his character, and he's illegally in the u.s but he wants to go to his friend's wedding in hawaii and uh cheyenne the girl comes up she's like i'm really good in makeup she's getting a job in makeup she's like and they find out he's got a passport this guy just died i can make you look like sal and you can use this passport to <laughs> yeah, get away it's pretty good but he starts like becoming so she does him up and he starts becoming a creeper like sal he's like doing saying all these weird things and being a creep so that that was kind of fun, and then the other story is uh, I guess Amy, one of the, the female characters, uh, accidentally uses uh, the the Jonah character. They're kind of like the Pam Jim romance thing will on they, the, won't they? like will they won't they? She's they're, married or something. They're more leads than yeah. Pam and Jim on the op- like it's they're they're the yeah. main yeah, leads the of the show. show. Yeah, but again, they're kind of like Pam and Jim where they're funny, but I feel like the other characters are better. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, the, but like compared to The Office, you get a lot more. Jonah and uh, whatever her name is. She always okay. has the different name ca- tags that aren't her name. But yeah. I think it's Amy. Amy. Amy yeah. yeah, Jonah and Amy. 
Anyway, she gets gets hold of his phone and he's she's he's on one of those dating apps and she finds out that one of the the employees at their work um, they match up or something and she accidentally like likes it and then she has to keep on like doing this back and forth uh, with it and saying all these things like oh I can't date you because I'm dying and it just becomes this big thing and ends up a prank. Anyway, I'm gonna get that, that one. That, that is sitcom fodder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seven. That that's the most yeah. least interesting start of the, the of the story because it's the least. But yeah, totally two are great. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. They're both like seven and a half, eight pumpkins yeah. out of ten. And then the last one I watched that night was Superstore season four costume competition. This year, it's announced that the winner of the competition will get a paid vacation day off. So everyone's taking it seriously. Amy, who doesn't have a costume, runs and throws on a Mario one. And her and Mateo team up, and they see there's competition, and they start eliminating the competition by saying, like, oh, that person's costume is racially insensitive. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And so and it's like by the end, she's just like, there's no one left. She's eliminated everyone. Um, and then you also have Garrett, Garrett is tormented by the Halloween song playing over and over again. It's driving him crazy. And then, uh, Glenn, they have this like automated cart system and he gets the thing like, uh, lost in his bag or something. So the carts are constantly stalking him the whole episode. And he thinks that's actually pretty good like haunted or something. Um, yeah, again, this one a little bit lesser. I'm going to get seven pumpkins out of 10, but yeah, so far, like. So far, so good. I did eh? watch the fourth one, which I'll talk about later on. But yeah, they're all like, I, I'd say these are all top tier Halloween. Like you're getting a lot of costumes. And, and again, because it's a store on Halloween, there's always like all that kind of stuff in the background. Like at Halloween, definitely, it's not just like a background element. No, it's, it's, it's a main it's element a main, of the show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. Uh, what else did you guys watch? Sorry. So what did you watch? Uh, we had a, sh- uh, a pick that we were all going to watch. Uh, and I started oh, right my Sunday morning off with The Keep. From 1983, this is Michael Mann's uh, very lost, lo- uh, somewhat lost movie, hidden movie. Let's yeah. let's say. Um, and you both watch this? Yeah, 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 yeah. The other rule is, if we don't watch the pick of the week, or we don't watch the movie that someone's given you us, we lose, lose a point. point. Yeah. Uh, that's a new wrinkle. So this is Michael Mann's. I want to say, is it his follow up after Thief? This right? is his follow up after. So Thief. he did like the TV film Jericho Mile. And then he did Thief, I believe, and then this film. Yeah. And now this film, it's a big thing because it was kind of like already at the script stage. He had to cut out stuff due to budget. And then when he did film, again, I think they did a screening. It didn't do well, and they made him cut out time. Like, I think originally it was supposed to be a three-hour thing. Then it was like two and a half hours. And then There was we- supposedly, I think, a two-hour and 12-minute cut. Somewhere, like a yeah, I think a TV mm-hmm. one they did, but even that, like, what is the cut that we watched? Was it just two hours or was it an hour 90, and a half? 96 minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah it was so it's short. a totally butchered movie. That's why he's pretty much made this like no one can release it. I guess Kino and Scream Factory at one time both were gonna they they announced that they were going after it, and then they announced they had to get they had to re- remove it because he. He, nicks, no. he has a power to like, no, you guys aren't releasing this, so it opens up. And you go through this Romanian village, which is super cool. It looks mm. great. And and uh, it's uh, the Nazis are coming in to take over this keep. This 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 it looks like a, a barracks, a bunker. Like you don't know what it is. Yeah, and it, it's got all these crosses inside of it. And basically, this village has been looking after this for centuries. Mm. Like there's a caretaker in there, which I I love that scene where he's mm. talking to uh, Jurgen. Proch now, I think is his name, is the, the that, captain. That, uh, Sutter Kane. Yes, Sutter Kane. He, uh, he's excellent in this. Oh, he is so good. Um, and so they come in and they, they say, well, my grandfather did this and mm. the grandfather before. Well, what do you, 
why are you watching this all the time? And no one really gives an a- mm-hmm. answer. And there's this kind of cool mystery that 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 is is taking place. Um, and then they, he's like, "You can't sleep here. Then no, people don't sleep here. Like we've had people come through the town. They, they don't last. They don't make it a night, and they leave." Um, but of course the Nazis go in there and this is where they're going to stay while they're trying to be an outpost, um, as the war is moving into like at this point, the Nazis think it's the probably 42 or 43 and they think they're going to win. Like they're going into Russia. They think they're going to win the war. They're pretty confident. They're like, we've already won this place. Uh, uh, so now Romania is, uh, they're on the side of the Nazis at this point. So the, the, but the village is on edge and then some of the men start dying. Mm -hmm. And at first they like, they get greedy and they kind of travel. Want to uh, take out the silver? Silver from a cross. There's one cross that they know has silver. So they pull that out and then then start dying. Yeah. Then craziness ensues. I'll be honest. At this point, I was invested in in. this movie. When they pull that cross out and it shows the entire like uh, cave. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I think the whole film is visually very impressive. Like there's a lot of very cool. Even the keep itself looks so amazing. The whole the whole town, the the Mm. keep, um, uh, the the lighting is incredible. Mm. You get this atmosphere. I would say I would say I was sold right from the opening with just the trucker Ivan and the way he's directing this, yeah. all the close-ups yeah. and the fucking Tangerine Dream score, yeah. which is great. It, the whole time that that score is yeah. great, that, that, that holds it together. Yeah. I will say, the next section when the evil Nazis come into town, so the that's SS, Gabriel, Gabriel Burn. That it, this is when it starts to kind of fall apart mm-hmm. uh, for me, and and you can you can see things getting chipped away. Even at first, there it's not so bad. Now they're gonna go get Ian McKellen and his daughter because they're experts on knowing what this is because they want to. They're gonna decipher the decipher writing and such a the weird right thing, right? It like, is a weird thing. Ian McKellen is terrible in this movie. Yeah. I gotta say, like he's hmm. I, I've, I've never said that about him before, but he's. Awful in this. Awful. He has to play a, a lot of roles in this. Like uh, I, see, I, thought, I thought sometimes he's... he was good and then sometimes mm. less good. Like I, I thought that's what, this whole film was like this mix where like sometimes the acting was good, mm-hmm. sometimes it wasn't good. Like and everything like th- you can definitely You're feel not, that we haven't it was even cut talked down. about Scott Glenn is this like entity that is <laughs> brought from Greece. Zero sense. That that part in general, yeah. I- even if I think you get a bigger cut or whatever. Well, he's kind of like the Guardian, right? That's yeah, in no, a lot I get, of films. But why is he like traveling from like, I don't know, uh, England to come well, here think Well, because I think he Greece. lives around the world, right? He, did, he just, he lives his life forever. He's like yeah. probably this, he's probably been on Earth for hundreds of years and it's been awakened, right? And, yeah, then it's You probably get glow. some kind yeah. of sense that it's been awakened, so now he has he's to get come to... Back. But like the stuff, like the love story thing, if, if you look up in well, the yeah, dictionary gratuitous rushed. sex scene, yeah. they're going to show you the sex scene from this yeah. movie. Why the fuck does that happen? Yeah, That seems like a real sex scene. I don't know. I thought it was like <laughs> well, it for what it is. The movie was really named It does, peak. like, again, it's you can tell it's yeah. rushed. Like, it's like one second they're talking, the next thing they're having, like, it doesn't, but you like, there's tell. no reason for that scene. Like it, it's just like, uh, well, we I want to. But again, like I think man. I think there's supposed to be way more to that that was cut out, like their relationship. I don't think it yeah. literally goes from them meeting to the next. Scene I don't know if that sex. ever would work, even if you expanded it. Like, why is this guy who's now his whole life he's been waiting for this? He's this immortal being. He's waiting for this well, it's thing. Like, it's like Starman. He, he's he's now experiencing life. I don't know why he hasn't experienced it the hundreds. He could of years have experienced it. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Maybe she had. He has some weird connection with her. Like, 
like she's special or something. I don't know. They don't show that. There's no reason behind that. It's it's hey. hilarious. Like I actually was like chuckling, like oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're showing this. Maybe you just wanted to get it off, man. We get it. <laughs> we we can we can can we spoil like the the kind of golem like creature? Can we talk about? Oh that? my god, he looks. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it looked very yeah. cool. I, I love the look of it. Really? Yeah. Like I thought even when like the light somehow I don't even know how they did. I that, liked them before. The shadow, like the uh, the fog. Yeah, kind of, I like, love the fog that. stuff. And 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 he when quite make it out when she first gets attacked by the SS and he uh, the mm. golem character comes out, I was like, oh, this fucking looks good. Once it's like I thought it looked cool the way the light is like shining through. Like I don't even know how they did that. I don't know. Like, like back it, in the eighties, I don't. Like, it looked like just bad. Like. Yeah. It, like like there's all the lights in his face that is talking mm-hmm. like it looks like a really cheap movie oh, to me I, I thought it looked cool I, I thought the shadow like the uh, fog monster was kind of dope yeah I, I, I kind of get like the uh, again like at a certain point I'm in this movie and then I'm out I'm mm-hmm. so far out and it's just a mess see I, I disagree I kind of like I didn't love it I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would yeah. compared to what other people said I don't know for a Michael Mann movie with like mummies. I'd be like fucking in. I am like in it. And yeah, but you've heard nothing but like yeah. I've heard nothing about ever this about this movie ever. See, I've heard nothing but negativity, and yeah. like I know Michael Mann wants it buried. And, and I think this is kind of like Michael Mann's Dune, right? How uh, David Lynch, you know, wants nothing to do with Dune because he, he never got to get film. this that's, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what this is. But but uh, if if you told me after ten minutes of watching this movie, this that, movie's terrible. Like, no. I, I would be like, you're crazy. This movie looks so good. I don't know why this. Kyle says Michael Mann doesn't want this out there. That's all I know is you telling me that mm-hmm. he doesn't want it. And now I've read more about it after I watched it. I was like, what the fuck happened to this? Well, the the FX guy dies. Yeah. Huh. So they don't know what to do. The, the, and it, that makes sense. Like the battle scene at the end is so yeah. anticlimactic. <laughs> well, plus that, that was taken away, right? They, the original ending was completely different and a certain character was supposed to survive. It was supposed to be this big finale on the top of the castle and then the but they came in at the the studios came in and like, no, you got to cut this all out because you're going too far over budget or whatever. And then so they're like, okay, we got a day or whatever, whatever it is, a short time because there's already a tight schedule to come I, up with I, a new ending. I guess for me, like... Even if you get his version, I'm not that interested in seeing it because I just don't think he has a sec. Like he doesn't have the second or third act. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to be cutting out large swaths, but whatever's there, you'd have to take out for me. To, I think well, like this movie. To me, it's just it's a simple story. This this guardian thing is coming to. I know, but it's so messy in how he's telling it, like with the the woman and but again, and it, the if it is three town, hours long, which, that's an hour and a half cut out. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of stuff Robert, that could have filled that in. Robert, uh, who we love in Thief, yeah, as like the priest, seemed really odd in this. He's he's miscast. He's yeah. definitely miscast in this as well. Like that's I guess that's my other big problem is like Prosky, Robert Prosky, Gabriel Byrne is fine, but like kind of wooden. Like he's he's got to be super young in this or. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's maybe he's thirty or or something like, but he seems not like but Miller's the, the, crossing. The, the, the Nazi that you sympathize with, I thought was fantastic. Great, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But they move away from him, right? Like as the story goes on, and yeah, and and it, what happens with him sucks. It even and, feels rushed. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels like again, it feels like there's more to that. It feels like like it doesn't. I, I'm really shitting on this. I, I, I'm not, but uh, like I'm sounding like I am. But there's a lot to love. Like you get that that tangerines. Uh, theme yeah, like score. I, someone I know said, like, oh, this he can't can't believe that this is a Michael Mann film, but I definitely see. I see it's Michael a Michael Mann. Man, in there. Yeah, it, I feel like it's a film that is messy, but it's definitely yeah. got that Michael it, Mann. It touch also to probably it. just doesn't like Michael Mann making a 
a fantasy movie is probably not to his strengths either, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about his like going into like the realism yeah. or yeah. And, and and maybe the Nazi angle gets there, but he's he kind of fucks that up from being like a you know like somebody that likes history. Like that's not very well done e- either. Mm-hmm. How they would would have been like this past like. What's well, a fucking keep at the end of the road? They don't have to worry about anybody going through here. Yeah, they wouldn't be setting up there. Like, oh, I thought they were going there because they knew like something was up. Like, no, they wanted the. Uh, yeah. they d- they're just blocking so people can't get through. Which at that point, why would they? Who would be going through? Yeah, they're taking a- over the fucking. Yeah, yeah. Like, anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, but like Michael Mann, if it was Michael Mann, I think now all of those elements are perfect. Like. The fantasy stuff would be some sort of great well, mythology. Well, now you film it with a digital camera. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. But. Well, also, it was refreshing seeing some of the, some yeah. of that, like how how great he is with with color yeah. when there is no color. Yeah, like you get that. I think it, the way he mixes visuals with the music, especially the Tangerine and Dream, even like, like the crosses when they're walking, they're kind of glowing as they go by. Like that was such a cool wh- shot. Why didn't Tangerine Dream get to do more? Yeah, but I've even heard like, did you hear read something like the score in this? was not the score they did and this is like an alternate score or oh, something weird. or maybe like this one they finally put it back but there's something where like the their original score was taken away for the longest time maybe it's back in this version i'm not sure i was kind of confused when i read that but it sounds like there is like Well was this the score from Legend? I th- I thought no, I No, Legend no, is way different. No, they just made the same oh, score. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did it. Um <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, what, what are you guys going to give the keep then? I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins. Yeah, I was going to give it six pumpkins. I'm going to go six and a half for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the visuals and the score alone, definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the look of the creature design, but it is like it's the whole film feels very messy. You can tell stuff is not does, quite like, right. Yeah, it just feels like the story jumps around. It doesn't always make sense. And So that's our pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one I'm glad yeah. I saw. Like, oh, so am I. Like, it, it's, I it's so rare of, to see. Is that the only Michael Mann film I haven't seen? Maybe I've seen them all now. I don't know. I haven't seen something. Oh, you, I haven't seen Black Hat. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't seen The Insider. Oh, and I haven't seen The Insider. Which is right. great. Yeah. Which oh. seems like the one that I would see. Yeah, that's yeah, probably, that would, like probably a, be your favorite. Uh, I, I, I remember being the, at, the, at the Blockbuster video and I had The Insider and I was with some, I don't know, with some friends and they picked. Something that the outsiders. I, I think that's <laughs> a film that, like, before I was like a Michael Manaholic. Maybe I was, but I was like, I don't have interest in watching a bi- like a a true story and the the cigarette uh, industry. Whatever. Oh, I like, think that'd be awesome. It didn't interest yeah. me, and then I watched, and I was like, I was like fucking sucked in. Like, it's tense, and like it, mm-hmm. it I, I loved it. It's I will have anyways. to check it out. Smoking, would you no. say? <laughs> anyways, that's Maddie. Uh, Maddie, what you watch? I watched. Uh, well, my anniversary was the first of October, so I got some like charcuterie boards. I put some like blankets on the floor and light some candles. Like, all right, we're doing this. She fell asleep like seven. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you yeah, doing, yeah, Maddie? Yeah, yeah. We were going to watch American Werewolf in London. Okay. Is what we were supposed oh, yeah. to. The first movie that we uh, we watched together. So like, oh, we can watch this. We need some charcuterie and kind of like hang out. She was in bed by like seven thirty. Like, well, I guess I am watching this uh, by myself. <laughs> so I put her to bed and then uh, how came down and how yeah. was the vegan cheese? Yeah, we didn't have any cheese. We saw meat, <laughs> <laughs> meat and olives and ice cream. Anyways, American Werewolf in London. This movie is fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, it is uh, flawless from, like, start to finish. It is, like, a comedy. It's scary. There's, like, a cool, like, charming characters. There is monsters. Like It's one of those horror comedies that does right, because horror comedy is so hard to pull off. Oh, yeah. You either end up in parody territory or, like, that, like, 
you're laughing, but there's actually scary moments in the next scene. Like it's it's kind of it's mixes some it so of well. the greatest jump scares too in this yeah. movie. You forget there's actually like cool jump scares and, and like as he gets bit, he's dreaming constantly about like these mm. like nightmares yeah. that don't belong in the movie, but they so belong in there. with the Nazis. You know yeah, the Nazis, the Nazi soldiers, the, the, the Nazi soldiers, but like the Nazi like uh, demon soldiers, and like yeah. uh, he's like like a. Uh, uh, as he's dreaming, he's like a vampire-esque face yeah. when he wakes up. It's so cool. Yeah. And one of the greatest werewolf transformations I've ever seen. Incredible. I would even argue it's one of the best comedies. Like, I think that movie's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Him, the, him Griffin, and his buddy are so Griffin well. Dude, yeah. uh, from After Hours. Yeah. He's so good in this. They play off together excellently. And even like the uh, the doctor who goes into the, oh, yeah. uh, the town plays it so straight, but like, I Great. totally have a crush on that woman too. Like, it, I don't know. She's the, not, the, the nurse or the, the nurse. nurse. The nurse who's like peeking at his like memory. Yeah, like, like. I, mean, she's, I remember like seeing it like younger, and it's like she's not. You know, she's kind mm. of an older. Not normally that when I'm a Ma- younger matronly. person, but like I remember even as a younger person, I was like, there's something about her. Like, yeah, that, it's the eyes. Yeah, I there's think. something about her. I don't know. That's why you're always watching Called the Midwife every week. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I do have a. I did pick up a film. With her. Um, that, so, so what? What are you giving yeah. it? I was going to give it a nine pumpkins. Nine yeah. pumpkins. Nice. Uh, so I watched your pick for me, uh, oh, the, the host. host from two thousand six. Um, this is an interesting film because uh, there's some things I really loved about it, and some things that I didn't love. It like the idiotic characters kind of drive me crazy. I always have a problem mm-hmm. with that. These film, these guys are so fucking stupid. Some of the decisions they make just baffles me, and I struggle with that. Like I, I, I just can't deal with that. Yeah, I think they're consistent though. That, yeah. That's what I will say. Like they're not. They're kind stupid. of they're, they're interesting. Like yeah. they're fun to watch, but at the same time, I want to like reach this screen and strangle them every once in a while. Yeah. Um, the CGI is a mixed bag. Like it's not great, but it's it's not. It doesn't completely take you out. Like some moments it does, but then other moments it's like it's passable. Uh, but I, I do think the creature is a very cool creature. It has a cool design, yeah. the way it moves and acts. I like like the overall story of it. It's it's you know surprising what happens in the ending, and there's a lot. There's definitely a lot to like about it. It does. I do feel it is it is way too long. Like I really again, I think it's. You guys said it's just over two hours. It's just two, like two hours and to a minute. To me, it felt like I yeah. you could have trimmed you know a good thirty minutes out of that. Like I, 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 there was times I was feeling the length. Like it's because the whole movie is this creature comes out of nowhere, attacks the 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 city, and um, the daughter, the the lead character's daughter, gets taken away by this monster. Um, they think she's dead and everything, and then they find out um, that she is still alive. So they're all gonna try to save him, and it's like Kim, who's kind of this idiotic like dope just a very dumb character you have the brother who's kind of an alcoholic now a failed kind of college he went to college he's He's the one guy that the dad dedicated all the money yeah Yeah, supposed to be the the big the big hope of the family the sister who's kind of a celebrity because she's become like this pro archer but she can never um she she always blows it in the end yeah she always like takes too long she always you know isn't she just runs out of t- she she never misses but she just runs out of time yeah she doesn't uh, she doesn't have like good do well under pressure speed. yeah exactly and then the the father who is kind of again he's kind of a a bit of a dummy too yeah but he's kind of like the heart he kind of keeps everyone together and I just love like Sang Kang Ho is, is, is who's the lead is is a dummy and he's frustrating but I think he's just such a great actor yeah like uh, I, I think the acting is great by everyone they do they do have a good camaraderie like they yeah. play off each other well but yeah I I don't know. It's it's like a lot of bong stuff where the, there's like yeah. a weird mixture of 
it's funny all of a sudden, and that's very serious. very serious. And I, I just get into his world so much. Uh, uh, but yeah, this was one I I'd seen when it came out, liked, but and then I watched it for our top hundred and liked it more the, yeah. the second time because I think I got like. Like, got what he was trying to do. Yeah, I got what he's trying to do a little bit more. And I, I, I get what you're saying sometimes where you just want to fucking kill these people because they're doing so many stupid things. But then so I just kind of leaned into that, I think, the, the last time I watched it. Yeah, it, it totally. It's it is weird tonally though. It's definitely it's hard to explain. Um, they're all like like every single one of like yeah. memories of murder, uh, parasite. They're uh, they're yeah. they're all kind of like what like no. uh, that doesn't. It's not how movies. And I don't are know if I love yeah. that about his movie. I just think that I I don't know. Like it works and it doesn't for me. I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. My rating on this one is so hard. It, for me, it's between a six and a half and a seven. Pumpkins. Like I liked it. I'll watch it again. I'll pick it up on Blu-ray probably, but I do. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those films like you got to be in the mood. It's it's like like I think you try to watch it. Yeah. It's not the length, right? Like to me, it gets kind of repetitive when they're going in the series trying to find it. Like I think everything is stretched out maybe a little too long. I think all his films are too long. I think he needs an, a better editor. Like I find all. I don't his think films Memories are, is too long at all. Uh, I don't know. I thought I remember even feeling it a bit now, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you. That's like. Saying Zodiac's too long, that one for me. See, Zo- yeah, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel it as much in Zodiac at all, and that's a super long movie. But yeah, I, I think it depends if you if you find all the elements for you work or not. And this one, like I found some did, some didn't. Yeah, for me, it's like okay, I, like I I love I I feel like we're watching a guy that in fifty years everyone's gonna be like, this is the uh, guy. This is the guy of our. Well, generation. I think they already are. Kind but, of, but I don't think he's ever going to hit the main, mainstream. His films are too weird, too long. Because of yeah, because of pa- for, they're foreign. I mean, people don't watch well, subtitles. Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even even that's like too weird. I think for most people. Yeah, like, uh, but that's the same way that you know, uh, he uh, like he his box office globally is huge now, and that's that that's the the changing of the the tides in a way too, mm-hmm. where you can have just like was Parasite the last one he did. Yeah, he's got an. Uh, he's in production right now on the new one. Hmm. So yeah, so this was probably going to be a moneymaker too, right? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I like all his films, but none of them are ever like top one hundred material for me. Like they're kind of films I like, but I always have issues with them. Right. Yeah, like they're. I'm, I'm glad I watched it though. Again, this, it's a film this that's one been I have on more issues for... with than I have with most of his pictures. Like yeah. the CGI, I do feel like this one probably out of all of his movies, other than uh, by, uh, Barking Suds Don't Bite. Is a little bit. I, I agree. Like you probably could cut 15 minutes for me, and like you got a little bit snappier. Yeah. Still made my top 100 horror movies. But yeah, like, uh, fair enough. Uh, cool, uh, Adam. Uh, I watched uh, from 1963 X, The Man with the X-ray Eyes. Uh, so this is the Ray uh, Milland uh, picture. It's like very much the 1950s, 60s sort of scientist go, goes and does something and then everything goes wrong. In this case, he believes he's, uh, he's a scientist who believes that human beings can see more with, with their eyes and what we're seeing, we're only getting 10%, so he's going to do experiments to, to uh, expand that. Uh, very much a Roger Corman movie. It's kind of crazy that Roger Corman is getting Ray Milland in the 60s, right? Like, 
This well, he had a, he had a bunch of Freemaland, right? Uh, premature Burial, premature which burial. I want to watch this this October as well. Mind you, he only got that because they couldn't get Vince Price, I think, right? Like, Vince Price was busy. Oh, so uh, okay. Are there some, like, contract Well, thing? I think a lot of the actors that were big in the, like, huge stars yeah. in the 40s, by this time they're older. Like, Ray Milan's probably, like, in his late 50s at this point. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like, so it, it goes wrong. He starts... Uh, you know, uh, experimenting on himself and, and yeah, like he can see through people and he can see all these kind of things, but he also, uh, uh, you know, is, is losing his mind while he's doing it. And there's, you know, Hmm. murder and intrigue and, and, uh, he's, he's becoming a monster himself while he's doing this. There's a great carny freak, section of this which doesn't have too much in the freaks but you you get a don rickles who's kind of like the greedy guy and don rickles there's an argument from this movie that he should have done way more acting he's great in this maybe but he's really bad in casino our tales (laughs) in the crypt i actually like their tales of the crypt i I, I don't mind him in casino i guess like he's not he doesn't take me out of the movie. I don't think he's excellent in Casino. Yeah. He's excellent in this. Yeah. But also, I, I guess this was probably like 40 years before Casino. Yes. So. Yeah, he's an old man yeah. when he makes Casino. Uh, but I wonder if it's like, well, I don't make that much money doing this. And when I play Vegas, yeah. I just do my routine. Everybody laughs. I get that rush. And then I hang out with Sinatra all night. Yeah, there's a reason why. Uh, so it's, it's probably there. Uh, like... Uh, anyways, the, so the movie kind of it keeps escalating, escalating. He keeps losing his mind more and more and more. Uh, I, uh, I I qu- quite enjoyed this a lot. Like there, I think there's some interesting subtext uh, of uh, about you know science and, and and what could happen there. Uh, and it's got a great lead performance. I think everybody else on the outskirts of this isn't the greatest, um, but I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's oh, a nice. solid nice. solid movie. I watched from about 2010, uh, Adam Wingard's A Horrible Way to Die. Okay. Where it's pretty much, uh, there's this guy, uh, serial killer, who's uh, getting out of jail, escaping from jail. And there's a second story going on of this girl who is a recovering alcoholic going on a date for the first time and trying to sort her life out from becoming an alcoholic. And the two stories happen to meet. Okay, in, yeah. Somehow. It definitely was a... Um, Adam Wingard, uh, yeah, yeah. who's the other guy, Joe Swanberg, uh, yeah. production where they're just kind of talk in really low tones and like really stilted talking, but it kind of works for me in like some of the uh, VHS films. It didn't work in this. At yeah, all. like I, I'm, I'm really like, I, I like I love your next, mm. and I, I love the Ty West stuff. I almost hate everything else I've seen from those. Uh, uh, Joe Swan, uh, Swanberg. There's, n- I don't think there's anything that guy's ever done that I've liked. Is he the guy who's doing the uh, Netflix series Love? Or um, oh, maybe he did. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that. Yeah, I think that's okay. I really dig that series, but yeah. uh, but like I-, I remember watching Silver Bullets last year and just like wanting Ooh, to. Yeah, or like that was mild and lovely. Was a bit rough. right. Yeah. So I- he's been a miss for me mm-hmm. for the most part. So- but anyways, yeah, this one is like I like how these stories play out i kind of dig how they kind of uh, have these characters kind of like talking and it just seems natural but awkward yeah just like an actual first date would be i feel there's a realism in that but like the story kind of predictable to say the least so i was going to give it a 5.5 i've had this i I feel like i picked up the dvd Mm -hmm. the dollar store i've had it in my 
list to watch every October and I never hey. get to it. But if you mm-hmm. if you're not after Maddie's review, if uh, no. if you don't watch it now, I, well, I don't even like those guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as much as you, and I, like, I, I don't I, even care. I about really your dig next. all the VHS stuff too. Like, yeah. so yeah, like yeah, and I, I I I'm pretty okay with VHS, but but not. It's not usually the Joe. Yeah, Swan Swanberg, but uh, the Wingard, I, I, I'm probably more part. Uh, anyways, I'm more partial basically because mm-hmm. of one movie with him. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll talk about both of these uh, films together. Uh, these are the Dark Castle remakes of the late '90s, early 2000s. Been wanting to watch these, revisit these. It's probably been the like Dark Castle remakes. Sorry, Dark Castle's a production company. You know when okay. they're putting out all the remakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I watched two of these. I've been mean to watch. You know, revisit it since I probably haven't yeah. seen ten years. So I started off with Thirteen Ghosts from two thousand one, oh, okay. or it's wrote it's it's spelled Thir and then thirteen in. Oh, um, yeah. I don't understand that. But uh, this is a film that like has gained this weird cult following because yeah. I remember not enjoying it, but like. It has a huge amount of fans just because of the monster designs. Um, so it starts Tony Sh- Shabab. Is that Shaloub? 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 Oh, I love Tony Shaloub. He's the um, best, right? Shannon Elizabeth, Matthew Lillard. Uh, the acting is pretty bad in Yo, this yeah, movie. Yeah. I, the character, actually, opening is very You had cool. me with Shaloub, and then you went no, no, with Shannon Elizabeth and Matthew Lillard. And then, uh, Matthew Lillard and Shaloub know what they're doing. Like, they, like, I like Matthew Lillard yeah. usually. He's like very, like, if you find him over the top in the other stuff, he is like way over the top. And Shalom's playing it to eleven. Shannon Elizabeth oh, yeah. is like it's awful. Yeah. So the opening is very cool. I'm totally like I'm I'm into this. Um, uh, it's pr- like the it's a different it's a remake, but it kind of similar where there's this you know living in a small apartment, they're broke, and then all of a sudden their uh, uncle that they didn't know about dies, and he happens to have a huge amount of money or a house for them, and they go there. Um, I, I don't understand because they have a living nanny, but he's this teacher and he's broke and they keep on moving to a smaller and smaller house and he shows the wall and all his bills haven't been paid. Mm. Why the fuck do you have a living nanny for Shannon Elizabeth, who is pretty much an adult at this point, and their son, who's like 12? Like, it makes no she's sense. She's a foreign student, though, right? The living nanny? Are you saying she, she's Shannon illegal? Elizabeth, right? Uh, no, she's, she's, she's new to the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that American Pie? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. anyways, I, I, that made no sense to me. It just seemed like they had this, they wanted to have this uh, extra female character in there. Maybe it, uh, she's an African-American character. Maybe that's like they wanted, they don't have, it's an all-white cast. How can we fit this in? I just think they could have done a better job. Couldn't have it just been a friend came with them. You could have had a thousand other reasons. Yeah. A living nanny makes no sense in the story. Anyways, Let's be honest, the story sucks. The characters and, and dialogue is not great. But as a horror movie, it's pretty fucking incredible. Mm. Like the set design is awesome. The house looks cool. The effects and deaths are very cool. And the monsters are the great. The ghosts are really memorable. Like all the 13 ghosts mm. are all like, have all, they all have like these origins and they all have this cool mm. look and design. And they all like, they're all kind it, of menacing and fun. It feels like a, a board game that you would play. Like, yeah, the, uh, atmosphere. like there's a guy that's got a bat and some of the bat. There's a guy that's covered in all like railroad almost spikes. railroad spikes. There's, there's the character that's um, uh, in the cage. What, what's that? The um, jackal mm. and just like tears you apart. Like, uh, it's it's all like I I had fun with it. I was kind of mm. worried with like. So you had seen this years and years. I had ago? seen it when the DVD came out. Yeah. So probably what is that? Well, when did this come out? What did I say? Two thousand one. So probably twenty years ago. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And yeah, people just kept on talking, and I was just like, "What? Like that film mm-hmm. sucks." 
And like on one half, it does. Like, yeah. Once you get to the, you, you know, the horror and everything else is great. All the other stuff is kind of terrible, but the horror stuff makes up for it. I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of that ten. Good. Like, hey, I, yeah. I, uh, like I had a blast watching it. I don't think mm-hmm. you can watch this and not be entertained. And this kind of cool thing too, where they put on the glasses that allows you to yeah. see the ghosts. And and again, the house is like all completely clear glass, and it rearranges. There's something in the middle, and it's constantly changing and closing doors. Throughout, it. like I, I, yeah, I just you can tell like they put a decent amount of money into these uh, productions, uh, and then so I followed up with the, the actual first one I think that from Dark uh, Castle, The Haunting House on Haunted Hill from 1999. I, know I you're really like this. Yeah. I, I remember liking this too. Mm. This is directed by William Malone, who kind of did these 80s creature and scared to death films and then kind of disappeared for a bit and then came back with this film and then he did fear.com which possibly part of this dark castle production as well but didn't do as well and then he kind of disappeared um but this one great fucking cast at least of the time so you have jeffrey rush fam k jansen tay diggs peter gallagher Chris Kattan, who's a weird one, mm-hmm. Ali Larder, and Bridget Wilson, and Jeffrey Combs in there. Like, mm. pretty stacked cast of I all different I saw this in kinda, theaters. Yeah. And I'm assuming you I, hated I, it. I, I booed it. Okay. Oh, that good, eh? I, but I also don't know. Like, I, I don't know, if the, like, now if I would feel yeah. different. Like, I don't think I had any reference points. I, I do feel, that, again, the third act issues, like, the first two yeah, the, acts like, are kind of cool. Yeah, the CGI is kind of... Yeah. But, like, yeah... The, the, I just remember them running up the top of this house yeah, by yeah, the end. That's, that's the end, yeah, the that kind of but like the opening is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. The insane asylum and all the patients escape mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Combs like the mad scientist and they all come and kill him and they're filming it. Mm-hmm. But like I think the scares are pretty well done. This is like one of the first films I think to do that thing where the ghost is like this like yeah. you know what I mean they like they they filmed oh, it. Yeah. What do you call that where it's like moves super quick? Yeah. Like but it, it doesn't move but it like looks like it's moving like really fast. Like it's like they like shot like a, effects. Yeah, like a hundred yeah. They shot I wonder if they use step printing to do that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah, like I kind of wonder if now, like as a fifteen or sixteen year old guy watching yeah. this, who would not understand camp, right? Like, yeah. anything that was camp, like that, just would have gone right over my head. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. Like the deaths are fun, and I actually think like where certain ghosts I hated anytime they talked and the humans were just on screen, there wasn't horror. This like I actually thought the banter. Was good. Between them all were fun. Like I saw a clip of this uh, with especially, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. yeah, Jeffrey Rush and Famke Jansen. He plays Vincent Price so yeah, well. Yeah, and like they hate each other, right? Yeah. So it's them constantly just like but insulting each like other. But it's perfect, fun. like uh, yeah. back and forth. And yeah, the, like the, the the interplay between the two is like perfect. I don't know. I'd have blasted this. I'm, I'm gonna go like seven and a half. It's maybe even an eight mm. pumpkin out of ten. Like I I, I really dug this one. Mm. It's some. It's one I'll definitely maybe not wait so long again to revisit. Like it, it's definitely fun. I had Halloween this in movie. the. Um, there was another one that I saw around the same period on. I've, I've added them to my list, pretending like I've never seen them. Kind of because it, yeah. it, it feels yeah. like I, I have. I, mean, I, I don't. I'd, I'd be curious. I don't know if they'd be your thing, but um, if you're in the right mood and you know this is a late '90s, it like, totally changed yeah. because I, I some it was on Instagram when when uh, like somebody posted a clip and it's Jeffrey Rush and 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 Famke yeah, they're, they're kind of going off sparring. on. I was like. Oh, he's playing this like Vincent. Oh, yeah, like totally. I just didn't get it at the time, right? Yeah. Like, and even the thing with the ride is kind of fun at the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's a fun one. Um, so I watched from 2015, The Nightmare. This is the uh, the documentary that talks about eight people <laughs> having I sleep par- loved uh, this paralysis. Mm. So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily love this. Did you suffer from like? <laughs> I don't suffer from. I, I have. I've had uh, night. Now, Kyle, you give this a good rating. 
Did I? Yeah, three and a half. Okay, stars. maybe I did like it. Maybe yeah. it's the other one I didn't like, right? Cropsy is the same director as Cropsy. I feel like. I, no, this is different. the guy that, that did uh, Primal Fear Ro- Room. Uh, I think this one where the two, scares three, were really good, seven. but there's some cheesy moments. Yeah, so, yeah. Room Two Three Seven I didn't like. Oh, so I like Two Three Seven. I didn't like this. Room yeah. Two Room Two Three Seven was like. These stoner guys that they're just making up shit as they go along. And you can literally hear his kids like talk in the background as it just seemed like so, so for, poorly done. So for me, but that one was on purpose because they're trying to show like the world but they were, that those like, people analyzing are in stuff and like, you're just making this shit up. That's yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a bunch of crazy. Yeah, I know. It's meant to be like, there's a bunch of crazy people that are Have, overthinking this And movie. this is what people do with movies. That, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. It was I, just a stoner guy, like 90% of the movie. Like, yeah, it was fun. Let's go. Like, in there. I but like, I, that movie's supposed to be taken. Yeah, a, a little bit uh, with a remove. Anyways, this movie, uh, I feel for all these people. It's very creepy. Mm-hmm. I I feel like he's taking advantage of these people, and I just didn't didn't sit right with me. Like when he's setting up those scenes, and then he shows them walking through the walls, which is a great formally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like impressive shot like hey this is how we're making the movie oh that's pretty cool wait a second you're like i don't know like there's like it w- uh, somebody wrote like documentaries now with jump scares and i i kind of <laughs> went yeah fuck that uh well, i think it's supposed to be kind of an entertaining yeah. doc right? there's two different but kinds of docs it, it, it's it, but I, I the problem is these people are are seriously seriously like it's not like two, three, seven, where these people have, have a, like obsessed about it, mm. it and 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 they've gone through these things. But it's not like a psychological disorder because of that. This is causing people pain. They they feel pain, and there's very specific areas and how when they have sleep paralysis and these shadow monsters. And mm-hmm. and and there's a, an interesting uh, documentary that can be made about people going online and how this feeds into all of these things. And you could see this right. You hear the story. Gets into the back of your brain, and now you're because uh, this is something that you 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 everyone is paralyzed when they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's part of us, so we don't do stupid things when we're re, uh, uh, if we reenact our dreams. So we all get paralyzed, but then sometimes you wake up. You and wake you're up still paralyzed, which is still terrifying. Dreaming. Have you done it before? Uh, like it's I, the fucking worst. Yeah. So I I've never had any of these experiences, yeah. but I I've woken up and been like we're, we're like. And but it's been very quick, like uh, maybe a minute for me or something. I think there's like bats in your room, and uh, but think I, people are breaking in. Yeah, I've done that stuff. Yeah. So I'm half asleep, and and I I wake up and be like, "There's a spider on the ceiling! Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it!" And like all, and I don't remember any of this when yeah. I uh, when I uh, in the morning. Tammy's like, Do you, "Don't you remember? Like you were screaming." And and one time Cocaine's I cocaine's a hell I of a fe- drug. I <laughs> yeah, fed her yeah. to a monster or something. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, uh, like. So I kind of relate, but I I, I felt the uh, the filmmaking cheap. I'm sure though he set it up like I'm doing this documentary. We're going to reenact with some scary stuff. It's going to make almost like yeah, it's all mysteries or like sightings kind of deal. To me, that's what felt like, and I thought the reenactments I remember kind of being creepy. But yeah, some of them are creepy. But again, like they're almost like over the top in like the representation of what they're doing, and I I, I, something just didn't sit right with it. I'm going to give it a six because I still it was creepy. You know, I think I think the guy is a, a a really talented filmmaker. He's almost, but yeah, there's something about uh, exploiting these people. I, you I think, think? He, I, I felt that there was some exploitation, which there's always a line with that. Like I watched the new uh, Nathan Fielder thing, and you go, "Is this this not?" And I'm usually okay with that if people sign off, but th- the people are so fucked up during this 
for him to be so glib about it with horror like cliches kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so was it? I have problems almost in general about true crime docs. So yeah, I, I find true crime docs. You're a bit just too weird. caring of a person. You just have to be like me, a cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> no, but I feel like with these true crime docs, like people are like a. They're suffering. We are watching for entertainment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like these serial killing. I, I, like, I have a problem just because yeah. you like. Yeah, there's like a fandom behind it. It's yeah, like weird. the serial killing is getting a lot. Of I don't understand the whole collecting. Kinda, like, let's collect yeah. hair and notes from serial killers and be excited that you have. Yeah, I don't a, something from a scene a crime. Scene. Like that's weird. I, like I get posters it. on your wall of Charles Manson. Like, yeah, what's like wrong with you, man. That's it, real people. There, that there's definitely them. like interesting things about this, and that's why we we love Zodiac and. Yeah. and uh, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I understand why people watch them, and, and 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 there's interesting stuff. I'm sure. I think it's more of like the fandom behind it, where you're like almost worshiping these people, like how you worship a celebrity. Like people talk yes. about like Gacy the same way I talk about Tom Cruise, and to me, that's kind of weird. Like, yeah. like why do you want to fuck Gacy? I mean, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, like Gacy murdered children, people. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not have a poster of him on your wall. Let's not have a, a room dedicated to serial killers. All these people totally, Bernardo, like these are all terrible. Like I don't even like reading. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. And you guys are like worshiping them with like, there's action figures. Them. There's trading cards. So the the like, difference is like, that shit is I weird. Think so, like we're, uh, I think watching it because you find it interesting and or, getting or it to just, the mind of the killer is or different. Or just the than, people like, that are also trying to solve cold cases yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or figure this stuff. I, we shouldn't ignore these things, right? Like we no, ignore exactly. the stuff that's going around yeah. the world. But yeah, I like think that's, fandom. I think that is, that is like, again, I, I get why people want to read the books and, you know, maybe stop this, avoid this happening. But yeah, when you when you have like a room dedicated to these people, that's a little much. For me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. When you're sending letters and getting excited because the serial killer replied back, and you're going to frame this, and you have a book of nails, like people. Uh, again, I'm on a lot of horror groups. Horror tends to go hand, hand in hand, hand with the serial killer stuff, and there's some weird shit posted there that they are getting excited about, and what they spend their money on eBay because yeah. they got nails of a serial killer. It's like, I, like, why are we? Worshiping this is the people. nails, though. That they, they, a lot of them are carpenters, so yeah. they take them out of the building. So, Maddie, uh, you're anyway. going to talk about your tribute concert to John Wayne Gacy, right? That's now? what we're doing, it, baby. <laughs> it's called. Uh, uh, from, <laughs> all right, I'm way off track. From a lot of the tracks, right? <laughs> I watched Silent Hill, which is, I guess, filmed in, in like, Hamilton, Hamilton and Brantford. So after I watched it, I was driving home from the brewery, and I actually stopped to get gas at the same station that they stopped to get gas at in the movie. Which oh, is nice. Kinda dope. Have you guys played this video game? No. Neither have I. Like, watching this movie, like, why am I watching this movie? It, it, a cool story, cool visuals, cool monsters. Like, this would be way better as a video game right. than as a movie. Like, I find the actual acting was video game acting. Like, just made sense. It seemed like a whole cut scene for, like, an hour and a half. Like, I, yeah, I, I've, I've wanted to watch this because... It's mm. filmed around here, and I I do find that yeah, stuff it's like interesting. a little Lester block going on. Uh, I didn't I didn't hate it, but it is like most, most video game movies like, like this. There is nothing yeah. to it. It's you're watching. It's a nightmare. The story like yeah. just throws you in. You kind of have to have a night. Like they don't really explain stuff to I you. I feel like the video game would have been way better like use of my time than this movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, a video game is like twenty hours. No, I time. get it, but I think I would have <laughs> rather enjoyed doing yeah. that like time than actually just kind of here read yeah. this uh, synopsis of the video yeah, game. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people feel. I don't know. I remember like not loving it, being but being like that was a cool. Kind yeah, there's some like cool monsters like the video. It it's kind of like really Sean cool. Bean yeah. and um, uh, what's her name um, is in it. Um, 
I forget the actress's name, the lead in it. Oh, who whatever. played the a cop? Is it yeah. Randa yeah. Mitchell? Yeah, maybe Randa mm-hmm. Mitchell. Um, so uh, five point five pumpkins. All right. Is that it for the second? Or you guys, no, yeah. I, I got one. I got uh, uh, oh, guys. It's hmm. the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh we haven't Grim, even talked Grim, about Grim. Grim, 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 Grim. So uh, uh, it's hilarious. Uh, uh, Jordan Mitchell, who's... Uh, He's watching Grim now, too? No, well, he, he left here. We were talking about performing our So our this is, you act. watch all this shit during the day where you're like, oh, I'm going to be busy because I'm performing. I'm that was on Friday. Sunday. This is Sunday, the next day. Okay. Uh, I was going to say you fucker. He comes over, a lot. But he comes over on the Monday night, and we're, we're talking about... Uh, uh, doing this live show. And then when he leaves, he's like, oh, so uh, how much Grimm have you watched so far? <laughs> and then as he's leaving, he goes, Grimm, 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 nice. Grimm. It's like, well. It is, a, it is kind of the annual joke. It's going to be sad when you're finished, Grimm. Like, you're going to have to have another show that <laughs> he's we He's going back to season one. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so this is a, a pretty kind of standard a- a- episode of, of Grimm. Uh, uh, where now they're kind of into the serialized stuff. I don't actually, like, this wasn't as memorable of one. I'm going to give this one 6.5. It's called The Last Fight. Um, there's some good ones coming up that I'm going to talk about more. Nice. Actually, I finished off the night. I forgot about this. Uh, season 2, Episode 7 of uh, Parks and Rec, Greg Titus. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. this episode. It was kind of fun. Uh, she's got this guy in her sights who thinks he's about to, like, vandalize this uh, statue. So they're watching the statue all night, and uh, it turns out, it, he vandalizes something else instead. Yeah. Fun episode. I want to give it a 7.5 pumpkins. Nice. Cool. All right. We're on to the third. Yeah. Third. That's the Monday, is it? Well, well let's put our hands up and uh, see wh- how many we've got. So we're moving on to October 3rd. Right? Yeah, we're on October 3rd. Actually. So I... Your hands are, are terrible. Like, yeah, what yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we, almost like he's we, I, I watched fingers. the keep this day, and we've already okay, talked no, about okay, the keep. Okay, so okay, yeah, okay. not including the keep, I did this. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Well, you go ahead there, Adam. Uh, I guess the... I had to go. So I watched for, uh, a movie I've been wanting to see for quite a few years now, uh, Isle of the Dead. Uh, this is the... Is that I Love Lucy? This is oh, the this Isle is, of Lucy. Um... No, this is the Boris Karloff movie. But who's the... Um... Uh, Mark Robson, who who I hadn't seen anything from before. He did Valley of the Dolls, the seventh victim that is supposed to be uh, really great, and The Heart of They Fall, which I believe is Bogart's final movie. Um and and I think did another Karloff movie maybe the year after this uh, Bedlam. Okay. Uh, anyways, how, how was it? Was it good? I've heard mixed things. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, this is what I, it's. Isn't this a Val Luton? Yeah. Th- this right? is Val yeah, Luton. Val Luton. Yeah. yeah. So Val Val Luton, who is cat people. I walked with a zombie body snatcher, yeah. leopard man, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it had so basically it, it it's got an interesting setup where it's in the Balkans War. I I I believe that's the nineteen twelve war that's happening in 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 Greece, and it's this guy. Who's played by Boris Karloff? Who's he's the watchdog? He no no shit, and, and instantly it opens up with this guy who comes in and he's responsible for killing, uh, like having a bunch of his soldiers die because they didn't keep up, and uh-huh. so he gives him a gun and the guy's got to kill himself. So that's just like his, uh, it, it, he's like no, no nonsense. nonsense. You you do the job the way you're supposed to, or you're fucked. Uh, and then they go on an 
to this island because Boris Karloff's wife was buried there many, many years ago, and 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 he was a different man then. So the, him and this this American reporter go onto this island, and it's they go in the crypt, and she's gone, she's missing, and they say, well, some weird things happened here, and you know we had to burn all the bodies because somebody got in there and they stole the bodies because of the antiquities that they could get from them. But then there was some other layer. So, so they find the guy, this guy that's living on the island, who I, I, I believe is Jason Robarb Sr., Jason Robarbs, hmm. uh, who's uh, we, we covered um, in Once Upon a Time in the West, hmm. um, famous actor there. And, and they go, go here, and there's this nun who just is already distrusting of this younger woman. She's making, same, seeming like she's making this other woman sick. And they find out that the plague has somehow got to the island. Oh, and now they're stuck here because he won't let anybody leave. The doctor from the army comes over and he's like, we need to quarantine this. Everyone's shut down. So they're in this little house with basically just surrounded by crypts. That's what this island basically is. It's just a small cemetery island. Um, and it's such a cool location. And Karloff at first is just like, we do things. It's kind of reminded me of the pandemic. Like we do things through science, but he throws that out the window at, at, at all, all of a sudden, because a nun is convincing them that no, she's a far car or something. She's like this devil woman and she's stealing the souls. That's why she walks. She can't sleep at night or whatever. Uh, it's totally ridiculous. Uh, Karloff is great in this. You, you like, his lisp haunts me at, at, at night. That good, eh? It, it, it's, it's really great. I, I do feel like um, this is a movie. The atmosphere is very cool. It's, it's, it's definitely feels like a Val Luton production from the, the stuff I've seen before. But maybe like the, the changes in tone or the changes in characterization are a little bit too quick. Everything's a little bit too quick. Like, oh, he's the man of science. Oh, well, no, fuck that. <laughs> I, I, I'm totally not the man of science. Witch. Somebody else died, and now the doctor's sick. Forget it. Yeah. Um, now we're gonna pray the gods. But there, there are all these amazing, amazing sequences uh, that are super spooky and sp- spook, super atmospheric. Uh, it's got a great lead performance, uh, female lead by Ellen Drew, who we watched in uh, Christmas in July. Uh, Kyle and I last year. Uh, she's she's quite good in this as well. I'm, I've been hovering around a 6.5 and 7. You know what? I feel like you haven't been loving these Val Luton. Like, I know you loved Cat People, but there was one last year you didn't love as much either. There might have been one, yeah. I, I'm going to give this 7, I think. I think I'm going to go up to 7. I, I do feel like now talking about it, all of the pros still outweigh the cons a bit. Fun. All right. From a 1982, I watched this uh, schlocky gem called Basket Case. Have you guys seen this? Yes. It is awesome. This fella, I guess, was a Siamese twin who had this, uh, his brother was attached to him, who doesn't really speak other than guttural groans yeah. and what have you. And he gets angry because his brother can talk to him te- te- telepathically, yep. and he can talk to his brother telepathically, and it's him trying to uh, murder all the uh, vets and crazy doctors that separated the two, yep. and so I'm just going on a spree. But the one fella who's carrying around his brother that was separated from him in a basket in a basket yeah falls in love and uh it kind of separates the two brothers uh does a wedge between them if you will so I, I i really really like this movie it is schlocky i think he goes to new york and there's all these fun characters there's like a prostitute who's been living in the motel for years like come on get drunk me sweetheart so they get drunk in a bar and he tells it's her other story stupidly low budget it's 
awesome. They yeah. have the one innkeeper who's kind of like, all right, all right, knock it off, you knuckleheads. And uh, uh, yeah. have you seen this one, Kyle? I have not. No, this oh, is wow. A, yeah. This is a Frank Hennelotter, which yep. yeah, this is one of the big ones. Well. Not big ones, but one of like kind of the big ones for the horror community that I haven't seen. Yeah, it, 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 there is these great scenes of like. Is this uh, your first time, or are you? I, seen I watched it before. Yeah, there's yeah, three yeah, of yeah. these. There's uh, this one was the eighty two. The yeah. next one was like a uh, ninety one. I've 92. never seen any of those yeah. sequels. I, I watched the uh, third when I was like eight. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Because <laughs> I assumed if even you watch the third without watching the first or second, you'd be like, what the fuck is this yeah. movie? But as like a kid, like, okay, whatever. I remember seeing this. Yeah. I, I saw this. Right around the same time I saw Racerhead, weirdly okay, enough. Okay, yep. And, and they both same left this vein, mark. but very different movies. Very, incredibly different tones, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like uh, both of them yeah. quite a bit. I, I would, I, and I think you're going to talk about this movie, uh, Brain Damage. Yeah, brain Damage, uh, yes, it's the same director. I watched it the day after, but I'm giving this one 7.5. It is such a zany, fun movie. Like, yeah. it was a blast. Like, I'm surprised I had so much fun with this movie. Like, usually with the schlock, I dig this one, just took it up a notch. So all the characters were charming and lovable. Yeah, there, there, there's a charm is the right word. Mm-hmm. There's a weird, uh, Disgusting charm. About yeah, about it. New York. There's one guy who's a drunk. He's like, he pulls out a bunch of dollar bills to pay for the hotel. So he gives it to the uh, innkeeper and he's like, Whoa, did you see that? He's loaded. He's like, Yeah, well, so are you. <laughs> like, it's like, great jokes yeah. like that. Yeah, 7.5 pumpkins. I, I, I got to see this again. It's been a, been yeah, a while. It's one that I need to, I've been meaning to pick up and, and watch, but I, for some reason I haven't. Uh, I watched from 1985, Joey, a.k.a. Making Contact is the U.S. Okay. title. Okay, I will try to watch for so 85. You watched, you watched the Making Contact, yes, which has 20 minutes cut out of it. Yeah. I found the German version with subtitles on called YouTube Joey. Uh, called Joey, because I'm like, if I want to watch, I want to watch the, the version that the director... So this is um, uh, the debut film from Roland Emmerich. Uh, kind of homage to like Poltergeist, E.T., mm-hmm. all those kind of Spielbergian films. Uh, it opens up. Joey's father has passed away. You learn that he has telekinetic powers, and he can he starts contacting his dad through this old children's telephone. He also finds this dummy that looks like the fucking Slappy from uh, Goosebumps, right? No, I was thinking more of Tyrell from Blade Runner. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it looks identical to him. They looked at that guy and made this dummy. Anyways, this is an evil dummy. Um, this whatever man, this film. Yeah, I I, I dug it. Like, it, I I don't know. Like, it has the government coming, and they learn he has his powers, and kind of that ET moment where they've kind but of all, all the toys are coming to life though, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think in the U.S. cut, is it missing all the Star Wars toys come to life? I did see it. It was like a robot. Like, yeah, yeah. So in this one, any, and this yeah. one, I think this is all kind of the U.S. cut. Yeah. In the original cut. It's all these copyrighted things. There's E.T. Flanner. Oh, that's kind of fun. The fucking Adat Walker, my favorite toy as a kid, comes to life and starts walking and shooting lasers at people. That's cool. The Millennium Falcon is flying by with E.T. and all this stuff. Darth Vader, like, literally pops out fully Darth Vader, not a toy in a scene and swing a lightsaber. That's awesome. I don't know how they had the rights. Yeah. I guess they probably didn't have the rights. It's probably why I didn't make the U.S. Mm-hmm. cut. Because um, I know Kino released the Making Contact, and they said they weren't able to release the German cut here. Um yeah, it's I don't I don't know. Like there's a big climatic finale with lots of lights and CGI. I just found this the whole film 
strange and messy. I have no yeah, it clue. It definitely is messy. I don't know who it's made for. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a kid's film? It's but it's really for dark adults? for a kid's film, too, because like some kids yeah. bite it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go to Five yeah. Pumpkins out of 10. Yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I didn't. I didn't dig it. I, the music is kind of fun. It's definitely mm-hmm. going for that John Williams. It's definitely like, you can tell Roland Emmerich is a fan, or at least he knows those films are successful. Yeah. And how can I do that? A German Spielberg film. I, I was about to say, are you, you going to lose it like at least half a point or two or one point or two points just because this birth Roland Emmerich? I don't hate <laughs> Emmerich. Like, I think he's fine for those type of films. If you want a disaster film, yeah, he hates the You want to see right? shit blow up, <laughs> yeah. you're going to probably have fun he's with it. He's hoping like, it's going to end yeah. any day now. Yeah. He uh, did Independence Day, right? Yeah. 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 Like, I, Independence Day. Welcome to Earth, motherfucker. Yeah, I hate the Will Smith stuff, like, but all the disaster stuff is a lot of fun. Like yeah. all that shit. Still Blowing up the White House. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, I'd be curious to watch Independence Day after not seeing it since oh, the nineties. I, I haven't yeah. seen it probably for twenty years myself, but I, I, I saw some scenes in the explode. Like all that stuff still holds up because they, they literally created miniatures that were like, but their miniature was like the size of it was still huge. Yeah. Right. So it allowed them like, to like get rid of the detail. Yeah. Again, it, that still is better than all the CGI shit blowing up yeah. these days, right? Like. Anyway, I like as a kid, you know, yeah, got me going. Cool. Yeah, Bill Pullman. Who's that? Yeah, is that Harvey Feinstein. Well, in Jeff that? Yeah. in that too. It's the end of the Harvey wild. Feinstein in that is just uh, like oh, this? it's the end of the wild. <laughs> yeah, I love Harvey Feinstein. Uh, so from 1959, I watched The Bat, uh, directed by Crane Wilbur, who seems like he, you know, he wrote a bunch of things, but this this was the only movie he of note that he directed it stars vincent price um and this one's just this one's getting a a blu-ray i think from film detective i think you're gonna like this movie yeah uh so it's vincent price and he's he's on like he's in the out in the woods with his buddy who's a banker and the banker starts telling him this crazy plan to steal a million bucks which would be like 10 million bucks now and uh and part of it is is they need a body and Vincent Price needs a body and instantly like not much of spoiler it's in the, mm-hmm. it's in the first seven minutes Vincent Price kills his buddy and it's mm-hmm. off to races and it's just this twisty turny there's like the bat is this guy that kills people in this house that Agnes Moorhead who's like a fic- uh, fiction writer mystery writer like mm-hmm. Agatha Christie in the fifties would be who's living there now. And all, and everyone's like, Oh, you don't want to live there. Like all this creepy stuff happened. She's having trouble keeping staff because creepy sh- yeah. stuff happened. And this character, the bat who's got claws and he attacks people. It's like a man bat. Start, yeah. Nice. But he's not really a bat at all. I don't yeah. like, it's weird, uh, but everyone's talking about rabies. Oh, don't get the rabies <laughs> or whatever. Like it's so fucking out of, out of this world. Like you, uh, what's going on. Vincent Price is Excellent in this movie. Um, what is super- Vincent Price not like? Can you think of a bad Prince Vincent Price? Sometimes role? I think he, he he is is maybe like weirdly subdued in uh, some of his movies. Where he- I, I mean, yeah, his probably to for me like Laura is probably like his most, and that's an incredible. Oh, movie. he's yeah. but he's incredible in that too. Like yeah. it's just the cad. Uh, uh, like he's he's not uh, Vincent Price yet, yeah. but, but he's. You could see another one where he's just like this fucking down and out uh, like loser. In the same way uh, in, in uh, Lever to Heaven 
where he he's the same same type of character in that yeah. movie, and he, he's great in that. But mm-hmm. that's like young Vincent Price, where he's just gonna get stepped on by women, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, this is the new Vincent Price, where he's the master of of uh, hammy ho- everything. Spooky, everything is spooky in horror, and and he's he's excellent in this. He commands this. Agnes Moorhead, who's most famous for being in uh, the Mercury Theater, which was uh, uh, like. The Goddard and Sisson came Orson Welles theater troupe. She's in this. It's I think it's her only starring role. She's really the star of this movie, and she's quite good in this too. All this stuff happens, but there's actual real stakes. There's actual real killings in this. It's basically a Scooby Doo live action Scooby Doo movie. Oh, awesome. Good to me. I'm gonna give it a seven. Like it. It is a little bit like nothing, but it's great. Nothing. Nice. I can't help but think about uh, Vincent Price and Thriller. If you put Vincent Price in every song ever, <laughs> should happen. Him doing like a little thing, like if you want, if I could work up a Vincent Price impression, maybe on your songs, I could just come on tour with you guys and just kind of do like spooky goblins everywhere. You're hired. <laughs> yeah, we, we if you this. can get it in time for yeah. our first show on the six, you're you're in. <laughs> All right, so on Monday night, I had a movie night at my place. I had a party, some friends over. My boy Stephen Jones, Jimmy Diamond, my buddy Emily, and her boyfriend Ben came over, and we did a uh, How come we weren't feature. there? Well, because you guys are lame. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you guys, like, yeah, it's going to be a party. You're going to have a bunch of friends. We're like, oh, I can't make it. We party, a, boo. We, 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 no. Fun? Oh, not for me. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you mentioned the word fun, I was like, oh, Yeah, you guys are, aren't in it. So I did a uh, double uh, feature by uh, J.P. Simone, who uh, did... Pieces and Slugs, which are great movies to do as a double feature. I don't know if you have seen Pieces. You've seen it. No, I haven't seen it. You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. (laughs) This movie is amazing how silly, stupid, and awesome it is. Like, I don't understand how this movie. I understand how it got made, but the decision that they made to just throw these random things in for no apparent reason, but it's not like stupid, like a random, oh, a guy pulling out a shotgun and shooting cats. Well, except this for it is, is like too much chop suey. It makes no sense. The guy's <laughs> kung fu teacher comes in. Yeah. I so I, I, this I movie. do love that shit. I, I, I got mm-hmm. an, a little bit of an argument on our Instagram account with somebody where I commented, they showed the pancake scene from Cabin Fever, and I was like, that's the best scene in the whole fucking movie. And and it was supposed to be like terrible movie channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they were talking about terrible. And some guy was like, what? That's just like, what the fuck? I don't even get that. Like, why would he say something like that? I was like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this movie yeah, yeah. needed. More like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it makes no sense. There's one scene in this movie. Okay, so uh, this movie starts off with this um, murders happening on a campus, and we don't know who it is, and they're taking body parts to build the perfect human, I guess, Frankensteining somebody. Okay. So that's why it's called Pieces. That's the pieces, pulling. yeah. Well, it also opens up with the kid. Who's doing a puzzle of a naked, naked lady. Woman. And then he murders his wife. Er, his, sorry, his mother, sorry. In his mother blood. wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing, really. Well, and this one, who knows, right? It's going to be weird Italian noise going on. So anyways, uh, on the campus, people are getting murdered, and it's, they put in an undercover cop as a Linda tennis, Day George. As a tennis professor, mm. and this kid has to kind of keep an eye on her. It's How else do you explain this? This is weird, right? It's just a killer, yeah, yeah. and they got to catch him, but it, it's fucking amazing. And this one fella who's the nerdiest looking fella is betting it. Every girl he sees. Yeah, there's a great. Isn't there a great death on a waterbed? Yeah. yeah or the yeah. scene where the killer gets in the elevator and he hides behind this huge, like three foot <laughs> chainsaw behind his back. <laughs> this film is incredible, man. Uh, yeah. There's one scene where uh, he gets out and uh, he's 
kid is just wearing a mask. It's like a weird jump scare that makes no sense. And he's like, hey, Casanova. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Anyways, stupid movie. You haven't talked about I the best it. scene ever. Bastards. 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 <laughs> you lazy bastards. It goes on for like, Way it's incredible. Too long. It's yeah. the greatest, like. It's a perfect beer and high five movie. Yeah. And you need of, to see this film. Like, I hope Maddie puts that on. Your one of the list. greatest endings I've seen in a while that makes zero sense. Zero uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. Almost like the ending of Carrie makes no sense. This is right up there with it's it. It's one of the best bad movies, but it's not like it's. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Like there's a lot of weird decisions. They like, weren't trying to make a bad movie. Direction wise and stuff, like it's well yeah. made. I think like there's some cool stuff in there. Mm. It's an earnest bad movie. Yeah, like it's it's just like the director was just like, hey, why not kitchen sink? Yeah. Let's have some fun, baby. Yeah, I think it, isn't it one of those things where the Italian director was trying to like make an American slasher, but like mm. doesn't understand American culture, so it's just like. Oh, yeah, let's just have uh, a martial artist guy randomly show mm. up and he eats chop suey. Or, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Kung fu is big right now. Yeah. So we're going to get this actor whose name is Bruce Le with one E. The kids on the skateboards? <laughs> yeah. Skateboarding's cool in the 80s, right? In America, right? Let's just yeah. throw that so in. So it opens up with this girl skateboarding through a plate glass window and that is never addressed. No. Huh. Ever. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like yeah. a giallo slasher. Yeah. Crazy Italian trying to do an American movie. It's, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. 8.5 pumpkins. Did we see this in theaters? Like, uh, uh, I don't think we did. Oh, we make it? Okay. Anyways, you have to check out this movie out with friends and beers. Like to watch by yourself, it's going to be odd, I think. Uh, or maybe get high. It's still great. Yeah. But. And we followed up with Slugs, which was a ton of fun. Radioactive slugs taking over a small town. If you eat these slugs, these worms blow up your head. <laughs> Makes no sense. Another crazy great movie. Great gore in that one too, right? Great gore, great effects. This is a bit more is Americanized. Is that the, one the greenhouse? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where like the guy, doesn't he have like a slug on him? So the wife like fucking, what does she do? Should she torch him or did the whole thing ends up getting... He uh, cuts off his hand with yeah. a machete because he can't get his glove off. <laughs> It, it worked, man. It worked. But it ends up getting blown up, right? Because, yeah, he, spoiling he, he, here, his like, cigarette falls into the uh, So th- this was made after pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Same a bit director. more Americanized. Like, it has, like, a, an actual story that's following But a, it's really stupid, too. It has really, Radioactive like, slugs. Like, right. People are having sex, and she falls off the bed, and... <laughs> a bunch of slugs hanging out. Yeah. And the slugs actually have, like, little puppets. So it's, like, like puppet slugs that has, like, teeth. So it's biting you and shit. Yeah. I think both of those might have been top 100 for me. Oh, yeah? Did you get slugs in there? Yeah, I think so. so I think I gave this one 7.5 because it wasn't as uh, zany as pieces. But again, another I've, great I've had both movies. of the, uh, like, I would have, uh, you know, totally Again, gone. I'm a sucker for Nature Gone Amok, so I'm, like, biased. But it yeah. is like an zany Italian Nature Gone yeah. Amok, I guess. Um, so I watched The Keep, which I'll skip past because we already talked about, um, I guess I did a double feature. Should I talk about these, or do you guys have a lot more to talk about? No, yeah, you go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just got a movie and uh, a TV show. So. Okay, so I guess I'll, I'll do both of these now. Then, so I did a double feature that's kind of fitting, kind of black exploitation horror. I started off with Petey Wheatstraw. Have you guys heard of this? Nineteen seventy-seven. No. no. So this is Rudy Ray Moore, of, co- of oh, course, nice. of Dolomite fame. Yeah. Um, it, it it's uh yeah, so it, like it opens up and he pops it for. Whatever they show his birth and he's like a a six year old child popping out and he's got <laughs> attitude. 
he ends up getting trained for Kung Fu, whatever. He ends up being this cool, badass Rudy Ray Mork. He's pretty much playing Rudy yeah. Ray Mork. He's doing his, you know, comedy skit. Um, but I guess, so he has this show on the same time as these other guys who just made a deal with like, I don't know if it's a mob, I think, but some higher up. He's like, if you guys fuck this up, we're coming after you. They asked Rudy Ray Mork, because they know he's huge, can you move your show to a different date? Because you're gonna we're, we're opening that time, you're going to steal all of our thunder. He refuses. They have some history. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't pay him for a job. Um, so they go they go after him. I guess they end up killing this young child, which is kind of like the serious emotional scene in the middle of this really stupid, <laughs> fun kind of... It's just like this mix of comedy, action, horror. Um, and uh, anyways, there are, and then during the funeral scene, they come and shoot and kill everyone. And then the devil appears <laughs> and says like, I have your, like, you're fucking this Petey Wheatstraw, man. I have this daughter who is fucking hideous looking. If I, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. If you marry my daughter, then I will let you rewind this time and go back and get revenge. I don't know why he doesn't ask to rewind the time of the young boy. The yeah. young boy still stays dead. <laughs> okay. But it's Rudy Ray Moore. He gets to go back, get revenge. The devil gives him, like, this pimp uh, cane that has powers. <laughs> Um, and it's just, it's pretty much him doing the Dolomite character. You're getting action scenes yeah. that are like, if you've ever watched Dolomite, they're just hilarious and fun to watch because they're mm. so poorly done. Uh, and then he's going to try to trick the devil because he doesn't want to marry the daughter. He's trying to figure out a way of getting out of that because she's disgusting looking. And then there's some stuff in there. Uh, yeah, I, I had a fun, I, I, did, I had a lot of fun with it. I do feel like it, it kind of maybe overstays its welcome, like the joke kind of gets old. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to still give it like six and a half, maybe even seven out of pumpkins out of 10. I had fun with that one. And then I followed up with JD's revenge from 1976. Now this one opens up, um, this, uh, this, this guy's arguing with this woman, I guess he's impregnated her. Uh, and she says, I'm going to, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with you, blah, blah, blah. He slits her neck and then her boyfriend who comes over, who's like this terrible guy. He's not a nice guy. He's a hustler. Um, but anyways, he gets caught with the body, he gets blamed and then, uh, gets shot and killed. And now we're in, sorry, this is in the forties. Now we're in the seventies and this hustler ends up possessing this, uh, young, um, black who's black man. Who's just like, like this promising, like he's going to be a law student. He's got this loving like girlfriend or, and it's just like this, I don't know. You kind of are rooting for them and then he gets possessed by this hustler and it all goes bad. And you think it's kind of... Be- it is fun. Mm-hmm. But it gets kind of serious, too. Like, this hustler is a fucking terrible guy. He fucking tries to rape, like, the girlfriend. Uh-huh. He beats her. And it just, like, you just watch this guy as his life falls apart. He starts dressing like him and doing his hair like him. And, like, I don't know. I thought, like, it should be stupid and cheesy. And it's, it is. Instead of, like, a... Uh, but I, I thought, like, the, the actor who did... I thought it was, like, pretty... Like, his acting is phenomenal how he switches. And maybe I'm crazy and you're going to watch it and be like... This is cheesing over the top. Like I thought, the way he switches and like slowly starts morphing into this character, I thought was really great. And there's some interesting stuff where the two people that killed him is now one of them's a priest and the other one's worked for him, so he wants revenge. I don't. I, I thought this was like a really, really well done movie. I thought it was kind of going to be a stupid, cheesy possession mm. pimp possessing a guy yeah. getting revenge, but there, there's a lot of elements that really surprised me. Like it. I, I'm surprised, especially in that documentary they did on um, uh, uh, black actors in film. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. might have touched upon this. But to me, like, this should be... I thought I think this is, like, 
better than like, a lot of the other ones. Like it should be brought up more. I, I thought it was just so well done. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I'm gonna go seven and a half, but it might even be like an eight pumpkin. Oh wow, wow! Like I was, uh, yeah, I was quite impressed. Have you watched a lot of the black exploitation horror stuff? Like no, like there's not Blackula that. or so Blackula. I have on my list to watch. I've owned for the longest time. Black and Stein's supposed to be shit, but I'm gonna mm. try to watch it. And I have Sugar Hill, which is a zombie one. So through all my wish, again, I had this. Thing like I'm gonna watch three or four of these. It didn't happen. I got through the two, yeah. but those are on my list. I'm hoping to get through this month. Yeah, I, I saw Blackula on Criterion, and I went, okay, I'm gonna get yeah, into it. Yeah, I've heard there's it. some interesting stuff in there, but the, yeah, this was like a big surprise for me. I didn't think it would be good, and just like I don't know, I, I always struggle with these films because they're tough to watch. Where like you kind of like this character and you care for them and their relationship, and you mm-hmm. just watch it like possessed by this evil person it just completely falls apart right, right. Like, yeah. by the end of it like you know he's like everyone doesn't like they don't get that he's possessed they're just like why the fuck is this guy beating and becoming this terrible person so yeah i don't know there's a lot of interesting elements in there um anyways that was it for the third for me uh so i've got maddie you got anything else yeah i watched uh from a uh, season four episode five uh from parks and rec uh, meet and greet Oh, nice. It's one when they, uh, I guess Andy and April are having a Halloween party with Ben living with them, and he doesn't really, they didn't ask, so there's a thing there. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great episode for the actual series, Halloween, not so much. Um, so I watched The Old Dark House, which was on my uh, Shock Tease list. Mm. This is from 1932. This is James Whale, I believe the movie he made after um, Frankenstein. God damn, is it ever charming? Oh, get out of here! Yeah, yeah like I, it's really like Boris Karloff again mm-hmm. in a fairly wordless role. Uh, but you got Melvin Douglas, who who you might know from the the old man in the Changeling. He's he's the you know the the old guy that uh, at, at the end like is he the oh, mayor? Okay, he's yeah. not the mayor. He's like some kind of political. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that George C. Scott has yeah. to kind of see, and there's the, everything connects back to yeah. him. But he's he's in a like he's a big actor from thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Also saw him in, in HUD, uh, which is kind of crazy because he's not at all like this. But he's amazing in HUD that I watched last year. Anyways, Charles Lawton in, is in it. You've got uh, even Gloria Stewart, the old woman from Titanic, uh, oh. is in this. But she's kind of like the young sex pot in this. Did movie. she look like Kate Winslet? Uh, she was a sex pot in Titanic. She doesn't look like <laughs> Kate Winslet uh, in, in this. Uh, uh, but all the character actors are great. It's it's a simple story. They get stuck on a road and they have to go in an old dark house and the old everybody in there is weird and weird things start happening. And and honestly, like this was another one like Cat and Canary where I was like, why don't why didn't I rate this higher? Yeah. And then as it gets into it, you realize I just realized like I just wish you know Melvin Douglas and the in the one woman. Uh, who, who is brought by Charles Lawton, they fall in love, but it all happens, like, it, too quick. Like, you're missing a scene. Everything. Yeah, seen- I remember feeling the same way. Like, I liked it. I really enjoyed it, but I felt like there's something missing mm-hmm. that... There, there's... Like, I don't know. Uh, but it's so enjoyable in terms of, like, the characters are all great. The stuff that ha- happens in the old dark house, once once the, like, lunatic brother is on the loose, it's am- amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, his performance... Because he he's, he seems like oh they locked you up for no reason and they, you, you you totally believe him and then he 
like a light bulb goes off in his eyes and you're like, this guy's crazy. Like you don't even have to have him say anything, mm-hmm. but you would totally before just be like, that guy's normal. Like he's the most normal man in the world. Uh, I'm still going to give it 7.5. I, I, I feel like it's missing that one key element, but man, does it have, the house is amazing. The atmosphere is great. All the characters are amazing. Um, it, it just, it's, it feels a little stage play occasionally, uh, and I think that's that's the missing ingredient. You add a couple more establishing sequences, uh, and and I think you have an all time class, and it's still pretty damn close to that. Nice. We're still talking about it. It's almost hundred yeah. years old. Yeah, <laughs> actually, crazy. Like ninety years old when you think about it. I oh, also- oh. I, I I've got Grim. Oh, Grim, Grim, and, Grim. And you know what? Grim. I'm gonna give the. I'm I'm gonna. My last grim, I give six point five. It was too hard on that. It's it's a boxing thing. Like actually, I enjoyed that. It's it's, it's seven. a seven. It's a seven. Uh, this one is dying on a prayer. This is the fourth episode from season four. Um, this is one that it's based on a golem, like the Jewish oh, awesome. golem that comes as, as, as to like, like like the keep. Was that Gollum? It's it's you know maybe it's a, a similar kind of yeah. Story. I thought they even mentioned a Gollum in the keep. Anyway. Yeah, they they do mention a Gollum in the keep. This one is it's like a clay monster that comes out of the ground and gets revenge um, for um, it's a a son and a and a mother that are getting beaten by the stepfather and they they get him but then the brother comes in. I, I another solid grim episode. I think I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm going to give it another seven. Nice. Is that it for the third? or That is it for the I, third. I watched uh, oh. Parks and Rec from uh, season five, episode five, Halloween Surprise. So two Parks and Rec. I day. did do two Parks and Rec. Uh, I forget which one was which, but one they're watching uh, of Camp Blood Lake where they're uh, in the commissary and they're kind of live tweeting out. Is that Blood a, Fart Lake? or No, it's just kind of Blood <laughs> Lake. They're doing like, it's Friday the 13th, but yeah. they don't have the rights. But I forget which one it was, but either like the... Uh, Meet and greet or Halloween surprise. There's a proposal in one of these episodes. That's one of the greatest proposals I've seen in a sitcom. It's in on ages. The, the mini park, right? Pardon? Is, are they in the? No, mini- no, no. It's uh, they're renting a house. Oh they yes, rent a yes, house yes, 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 yes. But I, I think it's in this one. Like that proposal alone, he does this great speech that was so good. Like it brought a tear to my eye. I don't want to sound like, but like yeah. it was good. Anyway, I, I, yeah. I really, I think uh, Parks and Rec. Is almost underrated, be, almost because of the how uh, optimistic it is. Mm-hmm. It, it believes in the best of people, and we since it's come off the it, air, it's not snarky. It's not like a, a, a thinks biting. no matter what we who we are. It's the opposite of being divisive, yeah. and it, it 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 doesn't predict the future that well mm-hmm. because it got a lot worse. <laughs> uh, but it wants. It, mm. The world in in the, to, I think that's my problem place. with it. It's yeah. too positive. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like I, I think a lot of people have trouble watching it because of that. Uh, like it 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 just it it wants to be uh, this this show that believes in the best in everybody, um, and and maybe we the world could do better. <laughs> the world could do better, but we haven't been doing that. But I think yeah. that's not a bad thing to yeah. not like yeah occasionally like it's it's a it bit seems Pollyanna like a, but hey, yeah Pollyanna is a great word for it yeah I, we kind of like that in a little way thanks a little uh, uh, I want to believe that that yeah. shit can happen yeah. um so. anyways yeah fun episode uh so we moving on to the fourth the fourth all right yeah. I'm, I'm up 
Uh, so last year I got into Wellington Paranormal, and I talked oh, about nice. that. This is from season two. This is near the end. We didn't quite finish it. This is Mobots, and it's basically this episode where old technology comes to life and, and starts uh, finding each other to build a giant super robot. So it's old <laughs> phones that you could only play snakes on and like, oh, like old, mobile little, phones, little TVs. So that mobile mobots, that's yeah, the whole thing. Nice. Man, this show's funny. It, it's uh, the the leads uh, are uh, Mano and O'Leary are are so good. Their sergeant is so good. I'm so happy to be back in this world. I'm gonna get seven point five. Oh, awesome! Nice. I watched um, from a Frank Her- 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 the guy who did yeah. Boston Case, Brain Damage. Now this is such a fantastic comedy movie where this one fella finds this uh, snake. Who speaks like Bob <laughs> Hope? Or no, not Bob Hope. Who's the guy? Well, the, Peter, uh, Peter Laurie, well, right? No, no, I thought it was almost like the, uh, who's that guy who talks like this? Uh, Bing, Bing Crosby. Oh, Bing uh, Crosby. Yeah, right, right, hey, right. Hey, right. There, hey there, there, Brian. Why don't you come on? Let me, uh, let's go eat some uh, cheerleaders and let me put some. Uh... So anyways, this guy <laughs> drugs him by putting uh, in the back of his brain. He stabs him and puts yeah. like, actual like uh, drugs in his brain. Blue juice. Yeah. And he sees the colors and looks so technicolor. This movie was a blast, man. It is comedy. He does some it's, cool stuff for like the limited budget, like some mm-hmm. of the effects and stuff I, he does. In there. Ne- I, uh, for whatever reason, I don't like this one as much. I think I like it more. As Basket it's Case. way more put together, I it find. Is, uh, yeah, it is totally way more put yeah. together. I remember having a problem with the lead, like by the end, there's no coming back for him. Oh, well, did, did, he does not make happy endings. Like, Basket yeah. Kate does not end but I, well. I think, like, early this on, does he's, not end well. yeah, he's, he's slaughtering. I don't know. I haven't seen a long time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I felt like it coming together more showed for me, like, the limitations he had as a director a little. I don't know. I find the ending of this was kind of fun, too. Like, even, like, uh, he... Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. the ending is kind of... Cosmically awesome! It looks so good. How he ends it, like, I felt like I should go back to this because of how much I I really mm-hmm. love Basket Case originally. Mm-hmm. Like, and I do feel this keeps building and building. He does like one thing for him, like, oh wow, I can't believe it is. Like, you still want it? like, oh yeah, oh let's yeah, just, just I want keep more. going. Like, uh, just, how Scarface just grows and grows and grows. I find like his like uh, the willingness to do terrible things just grows and grows. Part of and me grows. is like, did I see this at the wrong mm-hmm. time? Or, like, I. That being said, it's a movie about a puppet who sounds like Bryn Cosby who's drugging this fella yes. to murder people. Like, it's a stupid movie. It shouldn't be They're this good. They're both stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, this but one they just, just works so well. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why this one didn't work as well for me um, as basket. I, the I, I, puppet mean, looks good been, in like such a goofy way. It's iconic mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Like it's got a. This think could about be it. a terrifying Muppet. Yes. <laughs> so what are you gonna yeah. give it? I don't know. Seven point five pumpkins. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Rod. Sorry. Was just, uh... oh, that's okay, buddy. Um. Sorry, like uh, like no one knows what you're sorry about. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just. Well, that's gonna sure. be a whole different episode. Making sure I have all these notes um, ahead of time. Um, 
for when I edit this. Uh, I, I watched, I'll be very quick, because this episode, I, I did finish off the last Superstore Season 5 Trick or Treat from 2019. This one, I don't have as much to talk about. The horror, the Halloween elements are still there, but this one didn't, I, I, it's, it, I didn't find it as good. The district manager shows up the same time as they're planning to form a union, and there's like, you know, it, whatever. Six and a half pumpkins out of ten. I don't have much else yeah. to say about mm-hmm. it. I, like, the caution to everything, it's still Halloween, and that's all there. I just don't remember the episode itself being that um, interesting. Is that the one I think where like there's there's a haunted house and the one the the leader Gwen maybe is afraid to go in? Is it Glenn or Glenn is? Afraid oh, to go in? I do actually love that. Like, the, Wait, that, is that that is the one, right? Yeah, yeah, when Garrett's like that stuff is fun. Yeah, yeah. but I, I remember everything else not being like, and that that's a small part of the episode. Whereas the other one, like all the stories are kind of more interesting and more fun. I don't know. Anyway. Um, from 1981, I watched The Fan. Have Have you guys seen this? <laughs> With Wesley Snipes and Robert De Niro? Yeah, uh, but, but no. this, this uh, prequel. No, this is the, uh, the 81 movie starring Lauren Bacall uh, and James Gardner uh, that basically, like, became vilified in, in, in the early 80s and mainly because of John Lennon's death. With oh, um, uh, Mark okay. Chap- uh, David Chapman, uh, Mark Chap- David Chapman, yeah, Mark uh, David Chapman. So basically, this is kind of that, but they were in production with this. Oh well, this is oh and, no. And then when it comes out, everyone's like, "Tasteless garbage, too much uh, gore, like cheap." And it is kind of all these things, like, but like that's why you make this movie. Uh, so it it stars Lauren Bacall. She's this older actress they use photos from like the big sleep and all this stuff mm. to to like she was this huge actress and your guy uh michael bean oh yeah yeah n- not maddie's guy <laughs> uh but michael bean is really good in this movie as this kind of unhinged preppy dude who's obsessed with these old movies and he's it's opens up with him just writing letters and they seem sort of innocuous like such a big fan i you know i've always you know um, I've always loved your movies, blah, blah, blah. It sends it, gets a letter back from his secretary. He's played by Maureen Stapleton, who's really good in this as, as well. And and she's like, well, this guy, I just write a standard fan letter back. He's like, I know your secretary wrote this for you. She probably didn't understand how much I, I mean to you. And uh, just if you can correct her and let her know that, you know, I'm a real fan and escalates and escalates and becomes sexual and and crazy. And then he starts fucking killing or not killing people at first, but hurting people around her to get, to to get closer to her and then integrates himself in her home and all this. Lauren Bacall is fantastic in this movie because you can see like she's lonely. She James Gardner, her now separated. She's, so she's kind she of on her. older at this point, right? Like she's, she's probably sixty. Okay, yeah. Or maybe maybe so like he's like actually a young late fifties because Michael Bean probably would have been younger. At yeah, he's point. like twenty, yeah. and she's like fifty-seven. Okay. Let's say in like the movie 80s, she's probably 57. fifty. Seven. Um, and yeah, like actual, like an old person. Uh, and she's on, she's performing this musical. So you get all these musical numbers that are, are kind of weird. It's got this the, weird. That doesn't work with the musical numbers, like in a weird way. It does. All of this works in a weird way and all of it doesn't work in a weird yeah. way. Like uh, it's a, a TV director, like Ed Bianchi, who directed this, ends up being like very famous for doing The Wire and and I probably maybe 
the American Sprint. I can't remember. He's done all like the big, big TV shows, but mm-hmm. his film career is not great. It kind of feels episodic, like a T. It's a TV movie, but it's not a TV movie. It's this yeah. big movie that got fucking destroyed when Pans. it comes out. But now it has all these like, dr- like, kind of schlocky directors love this movie for s- some reason. Mm. Um, uh, and I think Sean, uh, what's his name? Sean Baker, uh, who's who's one of the only directors that's very active on uh, on Letterbox. But uh, it's really interesting. I don't think it all works. James Gardner seems like he's kind of sleepwalking through this as being the love interest. I really like James mm-hmm. Gardner, but it feels like he's not as committed as Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall is also so committed in in kind of a movie that's schlock. Um, so it's it's a weird kind of combination. Uh, this is another one I've been between six and a half and seven. Okay, I'd be interested in what you guys yeah, think I'll, about this I'm interested. one. I think I'm going to give it six and a half. I, I feel like it just doesn't like. There's too many things that don't quite add up. But it might work. Yeah, in the right mindset. Yeah, I think it might work in the right mindset. But it's hard to be the right because it almost feels like at one moment like. Lauren Bacall's giving this vulnerable performance about how feels to be an old actress and mm-hmm. being lonely and then you have like these like set pieces that like Michael Bean is almost like having kind of like an orgasm killing people <laughs> but like over the top and crazy yeah. and yeah hmm. interesting one uh, I think I think hmm. Scream Factory it's a Scream Factory and I, I, I think that's the uh, that's the transfer they're yeah. showing is that on Criterion on Criterion okay. and it, yeah. it was so like you couldn't see a good copy of this until 2019. Like yeah. holy moly, it was such a like fuck this movie, Bury it. golden raspberry. That's why I kind of worry, and I don't want to get into a whole thing because this episode's getting long. Yeah. But like I worry when these physical media is gone, like these these little films like this streaming services aren't going to bother searching them out and and paying the money or to re- get them, to restore them to restore yeah. them. Yeah, like where's physical media can because they're going to put out and they're going to do some extras and hopefully sell enough to get that money back. But like. Yeah, that, that that's always. My I think you're you're concern. right on. Like this movie, it looks great. Like film stock is great. Mm-hmm. This they wouldn't have been able to get a lot because everybody's distanced themselves from this. Some right? of these films, like studios, don't even know or care about some of these stuff until like some of these boutique labels come and search for these little gems, and then you know they're like, "What? The fan? I guess we can see if we own that." And it's mm-hmm. you know, it, I don't know. It's, it's funny you, li- but you listen to this stuff even in the eighties. Like Lauren Bacall was like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed." Like mm-hmm. it, it was, it was whatever. And then when it was before she died, she's like, "That's one of the best roles." Oh, she had to like uh, really like because she had to overcome the popular yeah, opinion of yeah. the movie to really see how fucking good she is. In yeah. This. Anyways, a fourth, I, have you guys seen Futurama from episode, uh, season three, episode one, called The Honking? Yes. This is awesome. Uh, one Season one through three of Futurama. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, F- uh, Bender uh, gets a uh, call from his great uncle who's passed away. He has this abandoned castle. He goes in there and, like, I guess there's a haunting. It just turns out, like, there's some circuits busted. And they're kind of like, oh, weird. But as he's, like, going out, he's running away from the ghost. He gets hit by a wear car mm. and he turns into a wear car. This episode is amazing. It has a bunch of, like, uh, atmosphere. I should has, watch like, this. Hollywood I haven't seen episodes. this in yeah. fucking years. It is good. Like, this might be one of my recommendations for next year. It's actually a really good Halloween episode. I'm going to eight pumpkins out of ten. It's awesome. Is that it for the fourth? Or you got one more? You got another? Uh... I, got, I got one more. Yeah, I got two. Yeah, Adam's. 
destroying us. I watched The Keep as well on the 4th. Right. Uh, so I watched uh, from 1967 the Jack Hill picture uh, Spider Baby. Okay. Oh, uh, I wanted to see this. Yeah, yeah, this one I've been wanting to see. Um, it stars Lon Chaney Jr. and a young, what's the actor's name? Um, Sid Haig, a young yeah, Sid just, Haig. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it opens up and you see this, the mailman's come into this house and I forget how he ends up sticking in his head in the window and then this young woman comes, throws a web over him, and she's like, I'm a spider, you've been webbed or something, and she has two knives and fucking slices him up. Um, and yeah, so you learn that this Lon Chaney was a chauffeur for this family, the parents have died, and he's taking over these three um, children that are all like, I guess mentally, they regress as they get older, mm-hmm. and like they're all fucked up. Um and I, I guess then two of the two of the relatives um, come uh, trying to claim the property, trying to say they're the right for ha- rightful heirs. Um, uh, so the one guy comes, uh, the secretary and the lawyer, and uh, they're going to stay the night and see how this the you know see the situation of the family and the house and all that kind of stuff. And then you can guess what's going to kind of happen. Mm. Yeah, th- this was like fun and interesting, and like the two. Like Sid Haig just plays this crazy, like on, on almost like animalistic, like child. Um, and then the two girls are like fucked up. Like the one woman thinks she's a spider. And yeah, I, I don't know how to explain. There's not really too much to the plot, but it kind of has that old dark house vibe, like almost like a, a 70s exploit indie exploitation mm-hmm. version of that. Um, like the violence never Is it goes- 60s or 70s. Um, sorry, it is 67, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like late 60s. Definitely has um, that vibe. I think, yeah, it is black and white, right? I'm fucking so confused right now. I, I almost... Uh, two... did, did, did you watch this? Or you just want the point? No, I think it's black <laughs> no, and white. I, I, I watched this, uh, or I started this uh, like yeah. two or three years ago on Halloween, and I had the streaming just like fuck up a minute in, and I went... Whatever, I'm just not going to watch yeah. this. But I, I, it's. I think it's, it's on Criterion Channel. I, I have the Blu-ray too. But uh, yeah, sorry, it is black and white. I was looking at a picture that was colorist for some reason. Um, uh, it's confusing me. Anyways, yeah, it, it, there's not much to it. But I, I thought it was uh, interesting. I'm going to go seven and a half pumpkins okay. out of ten. Um, but it's it's again it's one of those ones seven and a half. That, yeah, I think it's one of those ones like I'm going to revisit it again and now yeah. and I know what I'm getting into. But uh, yeah, I, I, I there is there is some this. stuff like again because it's. The late 60s, they never fully show certain things, but there's like, in, it's definitely insinuated that there's a rape in there and yeah. stuff like like some of that seedier stuff, but because it's the 60s, it never feels too gross and stuff yeah. like that. But there's some weird stuff in there. Um, and then the ending was kind it of It seems fun. like a weird movie. Like, oh, yeah. Something. It was, it was Sid Haig de- died, and, and then I was like, oh, I should watch this. Yeah. yeah, I think this is like the one that like is always brought up when you talk Sid Haig. It's like, yeah, I think yeah. this is the, the one that probably robs... Like, this is probably his most famous film outside of... The Rob Zombie, uh, the Rob Zombie films. Um, so, uh, I watched from 2018. I think Kyle watched this, didn't like it. Maybe, I don't know if you said Luz? Oh, no, I really enjoyed this one, you actually. Really- yeah, this was like... Crazy, like uh, the demon goes to the police station. Yeah, and they recreate what's going on. In the I bar. love this movie. It was awesome. I think we got an argument about this because I really dug it. Kyle didn't. So this is the. It's a student film, which I didn't know when I watched it. Oh, crazy! That is fucking crazy. This is the greatest student film mm-hmm. ever made. So it's basically um, 
it, it opens up actually kind of like in a bar where there's this uh, guy hitting on a girl. Hi, yeah, but there's like this weird tone between mm. them, and you can tell there's something disconnected. The whole movie, the sound design is incredible. Like how they set up these scenes, and you can feel the awkwardness mm. from everything that's going on and the otherworldliness. This guy has a sense. Uh, of direction he's got a big movie i think it's gonna come out next year i'm in in on this this person uh mm-hmm. tillman singer something is, is going on 2019 i think it's made my top 10 for 2019 yeah or... it was I, I think i think it was a student film yeah in 2018 and then everyone was like what the now it was yeah. a student film that had like a bunch of backing i think it still cost almost a hundred thousand yeah. dollars um, visually, this was so appealing as well. Amazing, amazing presence. I, I, and I love the so the recreation scene uh, when, when they get driving and they they set up like the uh, the chairs and the and the the sound is coming from the booth and and there there's the other languages that are going on. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a German film, but it, it's uh, goes back in time to something that happened in Chile. So some mm-hmm. people are speaking Spanish. And so you have translators that are doing this, and the overlapping dialogue, even though the whole movie you're seeing subtitles, whoever did the subtitles, bravo for not giving us all the information, just like in the movie, mm-hmm. they wouldn't give all the information. Um, and and it has a really satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. There are budget things that you can tell that that happen, that, but this would have made my my top of the year mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I think as well I'm going to give it s- probably 7.5 7, yeah. 7, 7.5 was where I was going it's worth a check out for sure 100% and and this th- I haven't been as impressed with a debut from a directing standpoint in forever this guy has the chops let's just hope that with a bigger budget he can handle that's that's the thing when you got a bigger budget you have to handle all these other aspects. That's being a director. Yeah. You're directing all of these people, and sometimes they they fall flat. But in terms of control over sound, visuals, acting, the acting is incredible. So in this. good. The guy that plays the psychologist, I guess, mm-hmm. that go that, that gets overtaken by the demon. Holy fuck, is he good in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, playing with the tones and what's what's going on. It has just such an interesting tone. Anyways. I can't wait for that movie now to come out. And I can't imagine people that have been excited Waiting about this for, for a while. Uh, four years now. Yeah, really. I, I now re- recall the conversation. Yeah. Uh, the the rare, it's that and Boar. This is like Boar I think 2.0. it was the same year, actually. Yeah, I think I, I, I hated this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I gave it, I was just looking, I gave it one and a half out of five. Yeah, crazy. Books. Well, it's very divisive. Like it's rating. I think that's. Three. I think that's insane. Like it was such an interesting film too, because you've never seen anything like it. Like nothing's like it. And and for, I, I I'm not a big in context, but you guys are always talking about context. People making mm-hmm. movies with no budgets and no. Mm-hmm. This is like an, an amazing example. This this is like this is the greatest student film. It's totally like art house stuff though, that I don't like. But still, I don't know. Like yeah, but also like. N- not like the pacing is definitely slow, but there's the guy has a, a fucking verve to him. Like, I, I could see if you like like Titan and uh, what's the one with um Scarlett Johansson? Under, under those are all three good. films I didn't like, yeah, and I, yeah. I feel they all go together. So, if this, you like, this, I feel this is a lot different than them too, as well. I feel there's a bit more of a narrative. 
No, yeah, they're, they're you have no to pick the puzzle yeah. pieces of the narrative. He's he 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 breadcrumbs it right, so you might yeah. not be able. I, I agree. Like if if you the other two don't uh, like, I don't think Titan and Under the Skin are actually very much alike mm-hmm. I, either as as films. But uh, uh, all of them, the one thing they don't do is spoon feed narrative. Now the other two, uh, especially Under the Skin. It, it, it you, there's more interpretation. This doesn't actually have that much interpretation once you follow the bed, breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. But he makes you follow the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, like, I had to think when it ended, it was like, so that was that person, and that was, oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing, like, with this, uh, I think this, this person might be able to do a big production. I could, I could see mm-hmm. it like a, and I guess the new movies are going to be a horror movie. So. Oh, sweet! I guess we'll see. We will see. Okay, Maddie. Uh first we doing the fourth or fifth? Fourth. I am done for the oh, fourth. Oh, so and I've got uh, a a grim episode. This is kind of like a home invasion <laughs> episode, um, uh, where Louis Son cry Louis Son like cry wolf. It's like this woman that's in in a house and she keeps seeing these kind of like wolf creatures that want to give her drinks but she knows not to trust them and then they peer all these places it's like a solid like what grim is all about they get the serialized stuff is downplayed even though there's like some psychedelic serialized stuff that's going on 7.5 very solid grim episode nice uh leading into a, a great run of grim all right we on the fifth uh yeah here's the final night we're talking about tonight uh, october 5th all oh, Maddie. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to go down the insidious rabbit hole. So I started off by watching Insidious. Shouldn't it be the keyhole? Isn't there something the, the like keyhole? Key- yeah. Yeah. I, I get. I don't know. I I, I think I've <laughs> seen it before, but I don't remember him being anything. But I watched Insidious, and I loved the first two thirds of this yeah, movie. Yeah, the, the first two acts are, are incredible. So good. It is spooky. It is terrifying. It is tense. Something happens in the third act where they go into this upside down, which I guess was or other world or yeah. something happens where it's like a shadow world. Like once just, the mythology comes out about this, it's, yeah, really falls flat. I yeah. find it turns into like a, a, a punching war between a, a Patrick Wilson, yeah, and a demon. It gets a the bit further. Is the the further, saying. yeah, yeah. I kind of find that this is almost like a example of what happened to mainstream horror mm-hmm. in general in the in the 2000s this is like this is the, the conjuring is the better version of this but this is mm. it's the one where like most of the other films kind of followed more it's easier to follow this movie yeah again it worked great i was kind of like on the edge of my seat for the first like Two thirds of some great sight gags. There's some not sight gags, but like visual, like visual stimuli. Shocks, yeah. Some like great, like jump scares. Like this is a jump scare movie. You know. Yeah, and yeah, then the end is like relying on it yeah. because it doesn't have anything else. Yeah. And I, th- I find Patrick Wilson kind of falls apart. Yeah, and after watching this, uh, we'll talk about the uh, sequel later on. But like, I don't know if I'm going to do the remainder. I g- of it. I gave up uh, after the second. I'm one. giving this a seven. Yeah. I probably would give this same. And again, I one. don't mind that weird-looking demon who looks like Darth Maul. I think that's an interesting take on a demon. Yeah, it looks. I thought it looked kind of cool. It's just the stuff that happens once they're down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You yeah, get yeah. stuck. You you get so much removed from everything mm. else you were interested in. 
I'll, I'll let you jump in because I only did two films and they kind of go together. So, All right. uh, so I watched something. Uh, this was your recommendation to me, Kyle. I think last year, and I didn't get around to it. Uh, uh, I think it was last year. Dark Intruder. This is the uh, um, Leslie oh, Nielsen. Okay, yeah, yeah. The the TV. The TV movie, yeah. yeah. Um, TV pilot slash movie, I guess. Yeah. It became a movie, yeah. Yeah, like, so unfo- isn't it unfortunate that this didn't become a show? Yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen basically is this suave kind of character that's also, like, very in tune with the supernatural. And, like, he's excellent in this. And the direction is excellent. It's very creepy. It's black and white. 1965 it came out. It's got, like, this fog everywhere that's in San Francisco in the 1800s. You really believe that it's there. And it's kind of like a Jack the Ripper-esque killer that's coming around, basically kind of choking people to death with his claws hands. Uh, and and uh, and he's then to solve it. But he doesn't seem like he's that interested. He's just so glib about everything. He doesn't seem like, oh, i got to solve this crime. He's mm-hmm. kind of like, ah, fuck it. I don't really care. Uh, but behind the scenes, he he... he he has a, you know, a, a goal in 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 finding this. His his kind of friend thinks he is the killer that's been doing these things because he blacks out. And he doesn't remember what's going on. Um, is he a drinker? Is that why he's blacking out? Yeah, <laughs> I think Nelson's. Uh, hit that the would sauce. be maybe a better. Like I find all the stuff that gets removed from Leslie Nielsen is less interesting. About the actual mystery is a little bit. Oh yeah, of, of course. Like we're gonna do a twist. There's a twin Siamese brother that's yeah. been lost, and all this kind of stuff. But it, I feel like this could have been a really great show. Like they they, they definitely extended it to make it into a, a larger uh, feature. There's a couple pads. They get that like 88 minutes or something. Well, it's like not that. that long. It's actually really really short. But there's a couple pad scenes that I think probably get it up to just over an hour. And uh, yeah, like I don't know. Maybe I like it as much as you. You seem really enthusiastic about this, yeah. but I like Ghost of I think Sierra Major. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to watch that as well. I got I got both of these from the Kino sale uh, that happened. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Really good. I, I Leslie Nielsen, man. The guy's the best, man. The guy's the best. He is such a chameleon. It's such a weird thing that happened with that guy who became like a, a serious actor turned like a comedian actor. Like, yeah, it doesn't take his shirt off in this, yeah. which pr- hmm. probably if he took his shirt off, I would be a point yeah. five higher. Yeah, <laughs> could have used more shirtless Nielsen, but all right. Um, I watched uh, Mickey's Tale of Two Witches from 2021. Uh, Mickey Mouse is talking to. Pl- I don't want to get into it. Anyways, it's a fun little uh, Halloween thing to watch with my daughter. I also watched uh, Paw Patrol season one episode ten, Pups and the Ghost Pirate. <laughs> nice. So that was my uh, my my morning. If you guys want to, what did you end up watching, Rod? Yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll finish off what I ended the week with because um, they both go together. I watched two found footage films, but kind of ones that uh, no one is really knows about or talks about. No one's found this footage, but Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, so for 1989, the McPherson tape, aka oh yeah, UFO oh yeah, that's like the UFO. Uh, yeah. I've got this. I've had this on my list for like mm. the past three Shocktober's and haven't got uh, to it. Y'all hate it. Um, if you, oh yeah, is it? It's, it's a long and drawn out and like no, it's shot. not that long. I think it's just uh, an, over hour. an hour. But yeah. like, how much? Yeah, is like, interesting. So it, this family is having uh, it's a their the the little girl's birthday party. All the families got together, 
And the, the power goes out, and they go to ch- check in the forest, and they see a spaceship there and some aliens, and they run back all freaked out. Uh, it's like three brothers. Um, this is pre-Blair Witch Project. I think mm-hmm. it was done with like, like on a $6,000 uh, budget. budget with like a video camera. It's a video, video cam. Tape, yeah. Uh, shot on video. And yeah, like... It's it's a shot on video cam in nighttime, so half the time you can't see shit that's going on. They come home, and after they're all freaking out by the aliens, the family comes down, and then they're like, oh, well, let's, it's her birthday party. Let's just have cake and open presents. And it's like, you just saw a spaceship, <laughs> yeah. three aliens. And then they do this later on, like a sp- the aliens trying to get in the house. They shoot it or whatever, and that's like, Guys, it's just we just gotta let's let's just play some cards to forget about it. It's like, what is going on? Um I don't know, like it's an interesting experiment. I think it's fun to watch in mm. that sense. As a film, I mean it's like how is this the acting is not such great. a big thing? Like it's Yeah, well, I guess this film what happened was so they it had a limited release and then they were gonna release a big VHS release. And there was a warehouse fire, and all the prints got destroyed or something. Oh. So never, it was kind of like lost for the longest oh. time until this company brought it back. I guess like some video VHS tapes got out, which is almost kind of cool because people were like, "This is a real is alien." Real? Like I think Fox had it on some yeah. alien doc. I think it was on sightings. It got out, yeah, it got out on like a lot of UFO communities, and they're like, "Is yeah. this real?" Mind you, I don't know. You watch it. There's no way you this know fucking it's real. Fake, like this, yeah. this, this aliens look kind of like a person wearing a mask and a suit. But it's kind of cool in that sense. But like as a film, it like it's only an hour long and it drags on. Like nothing really happens. Yeah. The aliens when they're trying to get in the house, it's not as tense as it should be. Half the time you can't see shit. I just always worry whenever it's like VHS. Like from from my uh, university days, having watched yeah. VHS. Yes. You would hate, you would hate this. I don't think you would enjoy this. I'm going to give it four pumpkins out of ten. Oh my god! If you yeah. yeah, not worth checking. I'm out. I'm kind of more excited to watch the extra features, to be honest. Yeah. And then I also finished off. So I picked up two other um, found footage films that are kind of like under the radar, uh, under the radar films from uh, this Cauldron Films, who's been doing a lot of great releases. They released some Fuji, um, some other stuff. Um, anyways, the Colling, Collingswood story from 2002. I just came out on Shutter, actually. Yeah, it, probably, yeah, probably from this. So, again, this is after Blair Witch Project, but pre-paranormal activity. This before found footage became a big mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of, the host is kind of like, you know, it, I, I doubt they saw this film, but it would kind of be a, a rip off this, because this is, this these two friends kind of couple have a long-distance relationship over video chat. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie is them talking over this video chat. And they also, like, it's her birthday, so he gets her various... Um, he gives her various numbers to call, and there's, like, people, like, chattergrams, all this stuff. And one of them is a psychic who warns her. She, like, you know, holds your hand up to the screen, and then she warns her that, like, oh, shit, like, the house that you're in is the house of a previous... He was this cult leader who did all these sacrifices or something. And it it's also takes place in Halloween. It's kind of shown here and there. And uh, and that's a story. So they're kind of investigating through video chat. Oh, that's kind of fun. Um, does it work? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, again, yeah. the problem with these found footage, it's like you spend 20 minutes before they even get to the psychic. So 20 minutes... Of this yeah. bad um, relationship, yeah, like Adam would not do an hour and forty minutes. This is why, like, someone like Adam hates found footage, yeah. and you kind of understand it. And like, it, again, it never goes far enough. Like when you watch Blair Project, you don't appreciate how well they do that mythology and all that kind of stuff. This 
this kind of does it. And there's a creepy thing where she goes up into the attic where apparently the, and she's home alone in this house where the sacrifice happened. And there's some tense stuff kind of there, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's again, it's like some things work, some things. Yeah, not so. Stretch. Out. I'm gonna give it six and a half pumpkins. Like I didn't. I think there's something there. Like you might want to watch mm-hmm. it, but I would say someone like this, not like not a huge fan of found footage. Like Adam, I, I don't think I think you would struggle with this. Yeah, once you told me 20 minutes of a bad yeah. relationship. I have I have one more to watch. <laughs> I, I have a lifetime of bad relationship going on. <laughs> I have one more to watch them halfway through. I think it's uh, I think it's an Italian one that they did. It's a bit newer of one, but I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Again, like I, I enjoy these, even though I'm giving it four out of ten. Like I think it's a fun experience. Yeah, and I'm glad yeah. I saw it. Um, again, I'm more excited about the extras, but yeah, like they, they're kind of these curiosities in the found footage, but also like not. They're not the Blair Witch Project. They're not the paranormal activities. Yeah. They're not the Troll Hunter. The ones that really work wreck for me, at least. Um, they're just kind of curiosities. Um, but yeah, that's how I ended this week. Maddie, I watched uh, Hellbender from uh, 2022. It's pretty much a, a mother and daughter living alone in an isolated woods, kind of a and the mom teaching this daughter how to become a witch, and she somehow runs afoul of a. Uh, she finds if she eats life, she becomes a uh, more powerful witch. So it's pretty much about eating fear. It's about how they uh, talk about this. Interesting film. I love the fact it takes place in the woods. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Uh, the acting is a little bit rough, yeah. but still interesting movie. I was going to give it a 6.5 pumpkins. Cool. Did you watch anything else? I, I did. Uh, so I watched, uh, weirdly enough, the Wellington Paranormal Christmas special. Uh, so this is... Uh, uh, Minogue and O'Leary, they're they're having to respond to a bunch of different things that's happening on Christmas. The one is like, instead of getting Santa, they got Satan as the <laughs> mall. Sa- like the mall. That's pretty good, and it's so good. It's a gr- great gag, and and just it's got the like that that mm-hmm. New Zealand dry humor mm-hmm. runs through this, and that's a, a great example of this. And is then, this season two? This is the end of season two. So t- mm-hmm. twas the patrol before Christmas, maybe? That it's just right? called Christmas Special. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, that I I believe that's what that's what it's uh, uh, <laughs> called. Maybe there's two Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, anyways, so they uh, then go and they they investigate uh, a, a barbecue that has a vortex where they've lost all their meats, but they've all <laughs> also lost their grain ants. So they're trying to they 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 bury the lead about the great ant, uh, and and they they find the great ant, but the great ant cam- comes out of the vortex on on a wheelchair with the meats. Fuck, this show is so good. You, you uh, if you guys you can watch this, right? uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it seven point five uh, to this episode. It's, I, it's I, really I, great. I wish like these pro- these things got Blu-ray releases because mm-hmm. I think it's only playing on the like, Kulu or something. Right? Uh, like, crave crave, yeah, it's so it's yeah. hard to find. Uh, from 91, I watched this gem of a movie called Popcorn. Have you guys seen this? I have not. I have not. I've been wanting it to. It is time. awesome. There is a, a group of uh, film students in uh, California who... Uh, well, that starts J- Jill Sholin as well. That you you got about, it. Yeah. You got it, man. To make money for their uh, film program, they need to host this horathon. So they figure, all right, we're going to do a bunch of movies, schlocky movies, and we're just going to do a bunch of like William Castle things. Like They have the Tingler. Yeah. They have the Mosquito. They have the uh, Man with the X-ray Eyes. And to do this, they're going to like put on this production with all these uh, 3D, 4D smellorama gags. So there is this party going on. One of the lead actresses is having these nightmares of her 
dad sacrificing her when she was a kid, her estranged father. Mm. And it turns out that her dad was part of this film collective who made these cult-like movies where he burnt down the cinema for the last uh, part of his movie and sacrificed everyone in it. And she's getting haunted by his dad and he's coming back to kill her with different faces because he's prosthetic uh, guy oh, and yeah. makes no faces. It is amazing because during this horrorama, everyone's dressed up in like uh, monster outfits to go see this movie. It is a love letter to classic schlocky cinema. Well, I, I've been interested. I love yeah. the poster of this one, the face. It is. Can I tell a stupid story about popcorn? Sure. Yeah, of course. So this film on DVD, it was hard to find out of print. Yeah. Beat Goes On, which is this local store yep. around us that sells used DVD and stuff, and you can add stuff to your wish list, and it comes in, and you can pick it up. So I go to pick up this movie, and the guy that's working there is like, oh, popcorn. I've been wanting this, I've been trying to find this forever. How did, I, didn't, how, I didn't know we got this in. And I feel bad, which is weird, because I'm a heartless bastard. Yeah. I'm like, it's... Take it, man. You take it. Oh, no. Which makes no sense. Why did I do that? Oh, that's so crazy. I gave it to the guy. I never picked up it. never came in again. I mean, now it does have a Blu-ray release, so I need yeah. to pick it up. It's, it's an expensive one, but like, yeah. Anyways, that's my. That, I've never seen this movie. I've been wanting to see it for the longest uh, time. You're going to love this yeah. movie. Yeah. Anyway. I, I ate pumpkins. Yeah. Like, oh, it wow. was such a, a fantastic film. Like, Halloween. Yeah, it sounds like a good cinema. Halloween movie. Schlocky horror movies loved it. Now, is it a horror? Is it a horror film or is it like matinee? Oh, where- it is a horror film. Okay, so yeah, it actually does. Dude, it's not like matinee where it's like it is a horror okay. film. Like yeah. I don't want to give anything away because like it even twists and turns in this great hmm. way where you don't know who is who because all the prosthetic masks, almost like a Mission Impossible kind of thing. Oh, cool, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Adam, do you have any more for? I I have one more. Is so I'm, uh, yeah, it's it's grim. <laughs> we're ending this on a positive. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're uh, on that are, positive. Are tip. you all done, man? I am all done. We so, we have to end it on grim. Like we yeah, should end yeah, every yeah, episode yeah. on grim. It's so weird that this this has become <laughs> this thing. So uh, grim, uh, you know, is I'm I'm kind of feeling bad because I'm not watching grim tonight. Uh, but this is uh, grim highway of tears. Uh, this is one where the actual Vessen stuff is kind of like whatever, uh, you know, it's got these, these kind of lizard creatures that are going to bury people alive. Like this is one where you, I could see like, oh, the, the, the effects aren't that great, but the actual story about how they're going to put people into these graves is, is, is interesting. Like it's always got great folklore and then the overall arc is starting to ramp up in really, really interesting ways. Uh, I, I feel like Grimm, in the first three years, you're looking for the best Freak of the Week episodes. In the last three years, you're kind of looking for the ones that uh, evolve the, the story. story. Um, and, and a lot of shows do this they because yeah. people want the serialized stuff. Grimm... I think one of the reasons why I want to watch this again, I feel like it it does a very good job with this. It's an odd series for me to become <laughs> the, the uh, advocate, the, the advocate of for, uh, just because one, it's not a series that I normally would be into, and and I, I assume it's like Smallville, 
but like with more uh, interesting characters. It's kind of like that, but something different, right? Like it's yeah. almost like Smallville, but the X Files, but yeah. not that either. I I feel like I. I I can just feel like how much mm. care gets put into every episode, even though there's, if someone wanted to tear Grimm apart, it would be so fucking easy. <laughs> we, hey, that's not what Shocktober is about. Shocktober is about praising Grimm. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to even say eight, eight, eight uh, pumpkins. Wow. Holy moly. And this is a great episode of Grimm. Is that your highest rating? No, I, I think yeah. I've given a few others. There's, there's usually like yeah. one or two eights that... I just mean tonight. Tonight's episode is that your highest? Rating? Yeah, it might be. I don't know if you went as high as eight. I thought you had seven point five. Anyways, that is the end of our first October episode. Can- we are Cat- getting- Canary. Okay, uh, we're getting. What, long what are we? The um, yeah. What are what are the points for this week? Uh, Adam's definitely in the lead. What are you at? Oh, um, I'm at sixteen point five. Holy moly! Okay. Yeah, I think Adam is winning. I can give me. Uh, what do you got, Kyle? I got fifteen. So I'm actually. Yeah. Not, I thought I was a lot more behind. So that's not too bad, and Maddie is somehow like in it. I Maddie make he doesn't think he's in the lead, but he might be in the lead. Fifteen point seventy five. Oh so, yeah, you're beating me. Yeah, yeah. Maddie fucking, had a great week. Fucking guys, yeah. like oh. but I, I, like this <laughs> is a pretty like last year. Uh, we are all in contest. Yeah, I think we were in the nineteen. Yeah. But right? no, no, I only had seventeen point five last oh, year in the I first think... and an extra day. Okay. Yeah. So, so we are doing well. If you guys have any. Uh, Suggestions, you recommendations. recommendations. Let us know yeah. if you want to watch more Grim. Let us know uh, at <laughs> moviecitymaniacs at gmail You can find us on Facebook. Just uh, search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page and, and like page. We're on Instagram at uh, Movie City Grimiacs. Uh, <laughs> Grimmy City Grimiacs. Movie City Maniacs. Uh, uh, we're on there. But I, I should probably be hitting up Grim. Grim has a, this crazy following. Yeah, and, yeah. We can probably do and, this. Let's get those listeners. We call it Grimtober. <laughs> <laughs> But to, yeah, we'll be back next week with Volume 2, which is going to cover, the. I think next week is going to be a whole week, right? We're going to have a whole week to cover? A whole week. A whole week. So Seven it's going to be, so yeah, we got to fucking get faster through these episodes. Um, anyways, yeah, we're going to have tons more content. We got through a lot today. Shocktober. Shocktober has begun. And uh, yeah, Adam is coming out on top. The reigning champion may be keeping his crown. Yeah. Maddie's second place and coming in, baby. me falling behind. See what I said? You guys thought I was fucking with you. 15 in, is a great But dude, it's not great to, to you guys, apparently. It's so, still fucking great. Anyway, right, thanks we... for listening, guys. Stay scared. Bye. He told me that he was a nice guy Until I looked up into it. Welcome to the movie city. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Monster? Uh, I can't do voices, so it might be you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs>